0: Hello and welcome to Cult Classic Society, the podcast where I, Bobby Davis, and my friend Tim Martini.
1: Hi.
0: We go through the films, the video games, the music, the television, the comic books. You love it, we love it too. We're going to have a
1: little chat about it today. First though, Tim, how are you? I'm doing good with, wait Wait, we're allowed to do comic books now? If you want to do comic books, we can do well, comic we, books. We can do comic books, great. I, I have more to add to the list, but <laughs> I am doing great. So. Anything,
0: anything entertainment and pop
1: culture? That is a fair point, but yeah, I am doing great because it is a week away from download and I'm so fucking pumped.
0: Well, who who are you looking forward to?
1: Well, Slipknot is going to be the final act of the whole festival. Headliners. Headliners. We've got Metallica headlining twice. Fair enough. Uh, Did someone pull out or was that always planned? No, that was the plan. Uh, They're doing two unique sets because it's going to be four nights. So on Thursday and Saturday. Oh, wow. We got Brimmy Hood the Horizon on the Friday night. Um, Well, you enjoy them. Actually, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm fifty 50-50 on them. But Skin Dreads literally just got announced last week, which i was so pumped for. They're replacing Five Finger Death Punch. Really? Yeah, uh, the bandmate got ill, so oh, that's shame. Sad. And two days from now, I'm seeing Ice Nine Kills live. Your favourites? Yes, and they're gonna be a download. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's gonna it's be a really good good weekend. I'm so super pumped for it.
0: Good, good. I'm glad glad you've got a. A nice thing to be looking for. Cut towards. to the next
1: recording <laughs> session of me. It's I'm so dead.
0: Well, speaking of music, I asked you to listen to some music last time by doing my favourite band of all time, Blink 182.
1: Yes, yes, I did.
0: <laughs> Tim, what? And this is, a, this is like a silly question because I feel like anyone in the alternative sphere knows something of Blink 182. Tim, what did you know of Blink-182 before <laughs> I asked you to do this?
1: Uh, I discuss, We discussed this very briefly in the last episode. All I knew was two things. All the small things and that Travis Barker was the drummer. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> these are both. Well, one's a
0: fact, one is a song title. Well done. Which is also a fact because <laughs> they made it. <laughs> I'm going to warn you, these may be my most extensive notes I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> the main lineup of Blink-182 are Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge and Travis Barker. Band is always a trio. There have been a couple of other iterations, but we'll talk about that. Uh, Originally formed in 1992 by Mark Hoppers, Tom DeLong, and the original drummer, Scott Rayner. They had a couple of other names before Blink. They were Duct Tape and Figure (laughs) 8. Although they weren't Blink-182, they were just Blink. They met because Tom got expelled from his high school for drinking. (laughs) Got put into another high school, which is where he met Mark Hoppers' sister, Anne, who introduced them, as they both love punk music. There is a nice book about their history called Tales from Beneath Your Mum. <laughs> uh, their first proper release was 1994. Uh, it was called Buddha. They did do a demo before that called Fly Swatter, but they wouldn't consider it a proper release, so we weren't either. They recorded their first proper album in '95 called Cheshire Cat. It took them three days to record.
1: Wow. Which
0: is now, you know, that seems insane to record a whole album in three days. In 95, after they released Cheshire Cat originally, they had to change their name from Blink to... well. They had to change their name because an Irish band called Blink were threatening to sue them. <laughs> and they <laughs> they took two weeks saying, Oh, yeah, we'll do it soon. And the record company, were like two weeks They were like, Have you got another name? And <laughs> they were like, Put 182 at the end. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even mean anything. It's just a random number at the end of their original, one of their original names. They released an album called Dude Ranch in 1997, which has a song we'll talk about later. Has become one of their biggest hits And this is all still pre-Travis Barker Okay. And that went gold in 98 It's around this time Scott was fired from the band Scott Rayner, the original drummer For excessive drinking Which he was kind of doing to, according to sources Self-medicate for personal issues At the time They were touring with a superhero themed Ska Punk band (laughs) Called the Aquabats Who all do dress up in a superhero uniform Travis Barker was their drummer he learnt their entire 20-song set in 40, 45 minutes Jesus to cover Christ. for Scott. Uh, he joined Blink permanently later that year. They recorded their first demo with Travis, which is a demo for their next album called Edinburgh of the State. They were took it to their record label, and the guy who ran the record label, or the guy they were meeting with, said, yeah, be prepared to play arenas, this is brilliant. And all it took was, uh, if you jump between the drums there is a bit of a growth. Musically for Tom and Travis, but no, sorry, for Tom and Mark. But Travis's drum style, just something completely fresh and new for that kind of music, made it sound completely different to anything else that was out there. Enemy of the State was fully released properly in '99. Huge commercial success. Has your song that you knew, (laughs) "All the Small Things," was on that one. Only one. Uh, (laughs) As well as two other big singles, "Adam Song" and "What's My Age Again," massive commercial success. Put them on the map. And then in 2001, they released Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, <laughs> kind of a refined version of that enema sound, the enema of the state sound they created. And that's the first thing I asked you to look at. Yes. So first of all, what do you think of the title of the album?
1: Take Off Your Pants and Jacket? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to make sure I was listening to it and I was like looking at it, even though it's like it's Blink and <sighs> probably very iconic, it's alternative music to not... Most people in the mainstream don't know about it, so I kind of had to like, hide my phone.
0: It's a bit of a... Um, it's a double entendre. Yeah. Because if you look at the artwork, there's a plane for takeoff. Yeah. There is trousers, pants, and there's a coat for jacket. Yeah. But they're not saying that, really. I know. <laughs> they're saying you can jack off. So we'll go straight in with it, then. First song on the album, Anthem Part 2.
1: Is there a Part 1?
0: No. <laughs> no, there is Of course there is It's at the end of uh, End of the state
1: Ah, oh, fair <laughs> I was going to say The first thing that got me Was the, the um, intro It had a system Of a down vibe
0: Yeah, I, I see what you mean Like kind of That that kind of guitar riff
1: It reminded me of Their song Toxicity
0: I was going to say yeah. Toxicity Yeah I can, see, I can see Where you're coming from I'm not sure what came first Actually Around the same time
1: Around I think Toxicity came out 2003
0: Yeah, so this is Two years before that Yeah, yeah. But I see what you mean, that kind of that area of the guitar, that edge, Yeah. That rhythm. Oh yeah. I know you know what, I'd never put two and two together until you said that, but I can I can see exactly where you're coming from.
1: I have been listening to lots of some of it down recently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course you have psyching yourself up for your metal festival exactly.
1: <laughs> but yeah, and then so this is Mark singing, right? Uh no, it's mostly Tom. Oh it's Tom.
0: Tom is the one with the iconic Blink one eighty two voice. Oh the the, higher... Yeah, the high voice. Sorry,
1: yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, this is Tom singing i just love the whiny toned up punk music has. so <laughs> tom the thing you can do with tom is
0: the bit in uh, another big famous song, i miss you yeah the the voice inside my head yeah. that's tom
1: where are you
0: yeah that's yeah. him that's him <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll talk more about that once we get to life because sh- oh, set, cause, oh, oh, oh my god. god yeah he
0: pills out that tom the long doesn't yeah. he <laughs> There's a very kind of blink staple here in this song, which is for the first half of the first verse, it's just bass and drums. Yes. And it happens fairly regularly in their songs, actually, even if Tom's not singing. Yeah. So sometimes if you watch him live, he's just kind of standing there, <laughs> normally dancing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring up in the live set, because he just looked in the live set, just jump forward, just say a bit. When there's mostly it's just based solo, he's just there like dancing with his arms up and down looks like he's just taking a bunch of assets.
0: Oh yeah, he Tom just <laughs> likes to have fun. Tom's a Tom's a wacky dude. <laughs> obviously this song's about being young. Yeah. About being, they were I mean, they met in ninety two and that was when they were in kind of middle school slash yeah. low lower high school. So they're obviously in their twenties by this point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's an
1: anthem for the kids. Like I say, with the strike, you can I could already tell why Travis has like a massive like following, why everyone just like because you brought it up in the Slim episode. so mm-hmm. there's a big debate between Joey and Travis. Yeah, when I was at school, for sure. So hearing this, like, I understand it. <laughs> and you know what?
0: It's not even. This isn't even him going at his full pelt. There's stuff, and he, he didn't really show it in the Coachella set that I asked you to watch either, but I'll maybe send you some clips of him kind of 2003, 2004, when they were touring a self-titled album. They created like new middle sections for songs that already had middle sections, and Travis goes, fucking bad. <laughs> there's a bass interlude in this one yes but the drop after that bass interlude i love it when travis hits it seems like he's hitting like eight drums at a time but it's so big like the do 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 he's so awesome. impressive he's awesome do you want to know have you seen his drum kit how, how many pieces it is
1: yeah it's insane no middle tom <laughs> i know
0: he's got a floor tom and a small tom bass drum a snare drum a hi-hat and a couple of cymbals the most basic drum kit you can have And he does have a cowbell Oh yes
1: More cowbell (laughs) Uh, It just shows his creativity They can do so much With basically so little Well this was always The argument
0: When I said about uh, Being at school And people are arguing Who's better Joey or Travis It's like Okay Joey's amazing But he has like A 400 piece drum kit Yeah (laughs) Uh, Travis does the Like amazing things On like a a 4 piece drum kit Which is insane
1: But Joey did play A whole set upside down
0: Travis has been spun Upside down as well (laughs) Just to put it out there He has been (laughs) Uh, On the tour for this album He got lifted there was a sign behind them, on fire, that just said, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the the drums spun upside down, and he was going Jesus. round and round, yeah. I
1: don't know why, anyway, sometimes I just get vibes of him. You know the Simpsons episode where it's Spinal Tap and there's a drummer? Yes. And he's doing, like, the drum set of the devil's deflating on him? <laughs> yeah. That's somehow just how I imagine Travis sometimes. Yeah, he would
0: go for that, yeah. They have featured in The Simpsons.
1: Yes, they have. In, yeah, in the in Tony the,
0: Hawk episode. In the 300th episode special. Yes. And uh, I haven't even got this in my notes, but again, I do fucking blink, I know it. So, the episode Bart gets himself emancipated, leaves the family.
1: Emancipated? Don't you want to be a dude? <laughs> and
0: he goes in there, lives in a flat, and he finds out that Tony Hawk lives above and has parties, and has hired Blink182 to play.
1: <laughs> my favourite bit is like, hey, Blink182, you can play. We have names you
0: know. My favourite bit is, I think it's Travis says, let's trash this place. And Mark says, after we, we get, get paid. paid. <laughs>
1: Which is really good. We move to the second song. It's called Online Songs. So this was the moment I realised they have two singers. Yes. Because <laughs> I never knew. So this, this. opens with Mark singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So both both bassists, so
0: three-piece, bass and guitar, Tom playing yeah. guitar, Mark playing bass, both sing. Travis, you very rarely hear his voice on anything. <laughs> He's not a big talker.
1: I mean, they reference Andy Travis, set. They
0: do, yeah. Josie, the name they use in this, which is literally the first word in the song, is Josie. They've actually got another song called Josie. Was that uh, before or after this? It was before this. It's on Dude Ranch, and it's again about a girlfriend called Josie. A line I like in this is when they go, "Even though they, even though they know you weren't the only one, two, three, four... Like they use the accounting yeah. at the end of the sentence, which I quite like. It's clever. And Tom, this isn't something he. Like, this is the kind of thing he Tom would normally just do live, but there's a bit where you can just hear Tom screaming the word shit. <laughs> Very, like, skate punk, drumming, again, a bass and drum half chord, yeah. half verse again before the guitar kicks in.
1: Again, I was, I was writing this, like, I love it that they give the bass time to shine, because yeah. the bass is always, like, an underappreciated instrument, I find, because and... it normally just blends into the background, especially with, like, larger bands who probably mm. have, like, two two guitarists, they have a bass underneath, and then the bass is normally just blending in with the drums.
0: Yeah. What I think they do well is building up. Yeah. So you start with fewer instruments, so you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. You add and add and add, and I think that always works. And especially with a band with two vocalists, you can always add dual-layer vocals and stuff, which, which they, do. they don't get massively into on this album. They do a couple of times. Yeah. But as on the following one after this and the one after that, there's a quite a lot of dual-layer vocals, which yeah allows you to build from like two instruments to three instruments to an instrument three so is in a voice two voices yeah yeah it's pretty pretty nice way of
1: building things and again like as we said with like travis doing so much with so little it's just three people it's just three of them yeah man live there some of the sometimes you will hear two guitars
0: yeah. tom does record them both himself and then they'll have live they normally have someone off stage yeah playing the other guitar fair enough um because tom obviously can't do both bits at the same time
1: Pretty, that, is pretty,
0: that is pretty standard for a band <laughs> yeah, who, yeah uh, exactly dual, dual it's those like genres. with
1: white stripes like there's only two of them so sometimes they need to have like instruments like piped in or whatever yeah yeah exactly this isn't uh, so all the small things isn't the only uh, Blink song with loads of Nas I
0: wrote that <laughs> I wrote that too I was like oh they love
1: to use that don't they
0: you know what it's weird they don't use it loads I think maybe three times yeah. but yeah because obviously all the small things is their biggest single ever They people uh, associate the Na 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 with them or oh, Hey Jude Yes. <laughs> Slightly different rhythm, but yeah. <laughs> Third track on this album is first, first Date. Which I wrote in all caps, I know this song! Now, I was going to say, this might be the first one on this one that you know. Have you seen the video for it?
1: No. The video so, for this is fucking great. I know I asked you about this, the latest song, but what's this song played at your wedding?
0: I think they just played the rock show. So, okay. I had a pop-punk band at my wedding, obviously, covering all sorts. They did... I, they did two Blink songs. Yeah. They definitely did What's My Age Again at the end. Yeah. But they also did... I'm sure they did Rock Show.
1: I feel like it was the Rock Show, but the thing is, I know First Aid. It's Be- been on
0: movies. It's been That's probably on what it is.
1: Because... It's probably been played in a bar that you've been in yeah. like that. Because I'll, I'll say this... Because I had that as a later note, but I'll say it now. This somehow made me very nostalgic. <laughs> this whole album made me very nostalgic. <laughs> it I, is 22 years old. <laughs> 22 years old, but even then, I was... Three,
0: <laughs> but a baby. Do you know what? Do you know what kind of? Obviously, there's a ten year age gap between us. What makes me really depressed about you saying you were three is that I got this on the day it came out <laughs> as a thirteen year old. I I probably even know what CD was. I went to. So I live in a. I lived in a town where there was a Woolworths. Do you remember Woolworths? I remember <laughs> <laughs> I literally went before school. The warts opened. I can't remember what time. Opened well before school though. Went. I had my walkman on me. Picked up the CD. Got straight on the bus to school, and I was the first person in uh, my friendship group to have it on me that first day it came out at school.
1: Nice. Yeah. I can See I miss buying CDs. <laughs> like I, 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 I. There's some bands I will order CDs for, like mm. Slipknot, because I have already had most of the albums on CD, so every time a new one comes out, I'll buy it. But you just order it online now. I miss like having to go to HMV or whatever and buy it. There are certain bands that
0: I have gone and bought the back catalogue for on vinyl oh nice that I love and when they release a new one I'll buy the vinyl um, but there's only like because it's kind of like 10 bands
1: and that's fair I think when I ever get space I do want to like start a massive vinyl collection
0: I don't know how often he listens to this but my friend Chris has got a massive massive vinyl he's a big record collector he's got some really cool stuff <laughs> we were at my friend another friend's house a third friend Matt he's got a little record collection just whatever Matt used to work in a record store years ago Picked up a few limited edition things that didn't really think much of. He has a signed bullet from my Valentine album that Chris reliably informed him is worth like a grand, and he was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he had oh. no idea." <laughs> yeah, first date, very big single, uh, first in terms of sorry, in terms of track listing, this is the first one on the track list that has, was released as a single. Oh, okay. Had a really cool music video set in the seventies where they all had characters that they played. Tom had a big mustache and he was called Boomer. And he was basically a sex pest. That was the, <laughs> that was his thing. This I think is, although you said Travis already shows what he could do. This is the first track where I think Travis really shows what he can I, do. I wrote that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say he carried a, so he carried a different vibe on this song. I feel like the um, guitars, R- guitar and bass riffs have been almost the same. For each song, not yeah. to a complaint because it's great. So do we do do good, but Travis he just something completely different to this. Mm. Was, my jaw is dropping every time I heard it. I was like,
0: "Wow!" Yeah, those fills that don't feel like they should fit in that space, yeah. and the kind of the timing of the the, the staccato bits, the da It's just yeah, it's real cool. Uh, the chorus goes big and like the, the some of the speed. I
1: actually found myself singing along to it towards the end.
0: Well, that that end bit where they repeat the last time of the chorus. Yeah, is one of the. They don't often at this point do fade outs. Later they do more, but at this point where they're the let's make this last forever Mm -hmm. and ever and it just goes on and on until it fades down. That's actually quite again. This with this being a big single, that's actually quite an iconic
1: bit. Is it? Yeah,
0: the let's make this last forever and ever and yeah, it's it's very well. Kind of in the pop punk community, there was always a who made who made a bigger impact. Was it Blink One Eighty Two or was it Green Day? Did Green Day only make the impact they did because blink stopped when they did originally? Yeah. Like it's
1: yeah, it's there. Sorry, not to make another Simpsons reference for when he said and ever, and never, I just think, no way man, they keep rocking forever. And ever. And ever. ever.
0: <laughs> and ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's a later episode, but that's still a good reference.
1: That's a great one. Homopalooza.
0: Yeah, it's good. That is good. The next track, track four. Happy holidays, you bastard. I only really have four notes for this. Go on then. What? What?
1: (laughs) What? Love the chaos.
0: Yeah, it's fucking great. This shows that kind of skate punk sense of humour that they never dropped. They're still doing it now, and they're pushing 50. And, you know, it really reminds me, like, being this little skate kid watching Viva La Bam and Jackass, listening to Blink-182. It all kind of comes together to create, like, a vibe that doesn't really exist so much anymore, which is a shame in some ways, obviously, but... A lot of it's very pure, <laughs> uh, yeah. but it had its time and it had its place, and I do get nostalgic for it if I watch Jackass and stuff.
1: I mean, like Jackass had its like swan song last year with yeah. um, Jackass Forever,
0: yeah, which was very fun. It was really great. So, for those who don't know, I co-run a professional wrestling company <laughs> called Purpose Wrestling. Last year we were going to do a Christmas show. We ended up cancelling it for a multitude of reasons. The original title I wanted to call that show, because we named them all after songs, was Happy Holidays, You Bastard. And friend of the podcast, David Francisco, vetoed me.
1: Did he listen to the song and then go, no? No,
0: just the word bastard in the title, I think. But I changed it for another Blink one, because they do have another Christmas song called I Won't Be Home For Christmas. (laughs) So I went with that. So, some epic lines in this one. We haven't actually covered many lyrics. Have you had any nice lyrics you like?
1: I'll be honest. I couldn't note down any lyrics. Not because there was none that stuck out to me. I was just enjoying enjoying the moment so much. Well, let's go over some lyrics from
0: this song. (laughs) (laughs) There's an open a bit. Uh, It says, I'll never talk to you again unless your dad will suck me off. I'll never talk to you again unless your mum will touch my cock. I'll never talk to you again ejaculate into a sock. (laughs) I'll never talk to you again. (laughs) This This is the kind of thing they... They do. It's their kind of dumb sense of humour. They're literally the epitome of like early 2000 skate dorks. I fucking love them for it.
1: It feels very American Pie.
0: Well, they were in American Pie. Were they? Very first American Pie. The bit where I can't remember the character's name, but Jason, um, the uh, lead guy, yeah, I know. he sets up a camera in his house because he's going to film himself having sex with a foreign exchange girl, right? Remember yeah. that bit? There's a band practicing, and then they stop to watch the video because some guy calls them over. And Mark is blink182. Yeah. Mark has got a monkey on his shoulder <laughs> for whatever reason. And the guy showing them it on the queue goes, I know that guy, he's from my trig class. And when it cuts back to them, Mark's going, Go, trig boy, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they are massive dogs. So, Tim, I want to introduce something new to the podcast. Oh. And it's at this point, I think it might be the most appropriate for this, this time round. I to do a little quiz. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, Happy Holidays, you bastard. You listen to it. Fucking ridiculous lyrics, right? So, my quiz for you is: ridiculous lyrics. Was this Blink One Eighty Two or was it someone else?
1: What do you mean? Who wrote it? Or? So, I'm no. I'm
0: gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna sure, give sure. you some lyrics. Sure. You're sure. gonna tell me if you think it was Blink or if you think it was someone else. Cool. And if you think it was someone else, Absolutely. I want you to have a pun. Sure. I'm, that's gonna be quite hard for you to guess, but just I'll we'll give try. you a point if you say it's someone else and it is someone else.
1: Cool. Yeah. Do I get a bonus point if I say who yeah. it
0: is? there are 12 questions, oh. but you can get more than 12 points yes, if you get the yes, bonus yes, points. Yes, yes. Right? First one, and of course I'd do anything for her. I'd search the moons of Endor. I'd even walk naked through the deserts of Tatooine. Princess Leia, where are you tonight? And who's laying there by your side? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Is that Blink.
0: That is Blink. Yes. That is uh, the song's called "A New Hope." <laughs> it's an early one, pre-Travis. Uh, okay. Great song. Next one. My love life was getting so bland. There's only so many ways I can make love with my hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that that just sounds like a Tom line. <laughs> is it? Is it Blink? It is Blink. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Eminem's that
0: song. Another early one. Uh, uh, next one. Driving so fast, about to piss on myself. That's <laughs> not Blink. It is not. For an extra bonus point, who is it?
1: Is it in the punk world? No. Okay. Driving so fast, about to piss on myself. It's not Lonely Island, is it? No. Uh, who is it's it? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> what song was that? It's called
0: 4x4, apparently. Oh, okay. Don't, I don't know some of these songs, but I uh, just googled funny song lyrics fair, to Fair to enough. To fit. <laughs> christmas came a night early because a guy named bubba unwrapped my package <laughs> is that blink it is uh it's about him going mad on christmas that carol is getting sent to prison and so, then so that's
1: the other that's the other christmas song <laughs>
0: that is that's i won't be home for christmas uh sucking too hard on your lollipop or love's
1: gonna get you down right because that sounds like a Panther lyric, but it's not no it's not still pamphlet, no. is it blink no who is it It's mika <laughs> mika yeah
0: so, so far, you have got one, two, three, four points out of a possible five not-including-bonus points. You're doing pretty well. Wow, yeah. How can I explain why Mummy's not here anymore? Because Daddy likes porno and $10 whores. Daddy gets wasted and robs liquor
1: stores. That's not Blink. No. It's not Blink? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like I know that. that... <laughs> I'm going to say Eminem. M. <laughs> no.
0: That is Stephen Lynch, singing comedian. <laughs> no bonus point, but you know, you're five yeah. out five out of six, that's pretty good going. As long as um, I get
1: halfway I'm fine.
0: <laughs> I wanna fuck a dog in the arse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's both yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> is it ass or ass? It's ass. Blink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> off the off the track. Fuck a dog. <laughs> uh,
0: I want to see some naked dudes. That's why I built this pool. I'm gonna say no. It is Blink Blink-182. Oh shit! That is called "Built This Pool" and it's a uh, off the album California, which is later, a later album. Okay. So you are. Where are we now? You are. I think that is six out of seven. Wait, hang on, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven out of eight. You've got not bad. I've got four more Three. To, to the twelve. Only one wrong. That's pretty good going. Two wrong. No, you didn't get the bonuses. Oh, yeah. You only sure got then. one wrong. Oh, that's oh, fair. Oh, no, you got two wrong. You're yeah. all right, Sorry, you've got six out of eight. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm putting... <laughs> no, that is half points, which is yeah. what you're aiming yeah, for. Yeah, Your skin is so smooth, I couldn't afford you with hair. You have all the holes real girls do, plus one for the air.
1: That's not Blink. No. I don't know who it's saying that. That's Tim Minchin. Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> is, that that's... About... is that about Mannequin? It's about an inflatable
0: text, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it That's seven out of nine.
1: Okay, here we go, now we're going.
0: Just about done with your butt, I'll let you know. <laughs> that's Blink. Uh <Yeah>, it is. <laughs> uh, when you fucked Grandpa, did he tell you that he loved you? <laughs> is that Blink? Yes, it is. Final one. It's Mother's Day, and I'll be fucking and sucking and touching. That not that like blink again. It is. Not bad. Too wrong. Ten. <laughs> yes. Ten out of twelve. No bonus points though, so you let yourself down a little bit. Uh, no, I got no, the double digits. <laughs> ten out of twelve. I'm impressed, Tim. Well done. You've um you've kind of honed in on their sense of humour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you found it, you found it. It's juvenile but it's straight to the point. Oh yeah, yeah. They they, they
1: don't fuck around. <laughs> Back to Take a few pants a jacket. The next track is Story of a Lonely Guy. This is probably the most unique song on the album in terms of just its vibe.
0: Yeah, it's a bit slower, a bit, um, a bit more serious. Yeah, at this point, for their kind of the stuff they usually do, massively underrated track in my opinion. I really liked it. Was only an album track. Yeah, but I fucking, I love it. And in fact, there's an analogy on here that they don't often use, especially at this point. He he, he compares like his life to driving. It was like, uh made my entrance avoided hazards, checked my engine, I still fell behind, or I fell behind. Which is, you know, they don't they don't often do analogies, but I think they've nailed that one. Yeah. I think they did a really good
1: job of it. They do da da instead of na na.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they do indeed. Again, it's about being like a an awkward teenager and I was a very awkward teenager. <laughs> this really kind of uh spoke to me at the time.
1: Yeah, I mean I was an awkward teenager too. You're but... still
0: basically an awkward teenager too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, this is my Twinkie frame okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously, I think it's the there's a nice the end to the course line, so read my book with a boring ending, a short story of a lonely guy. I think this is um in Enema uh, sorry. Blink fan shorthand for enema of the state just call it enema Fair. which is weird to people who don't know what you're fucking talking about just saying the word enema out of, <laughs> out of context. just
1: dropping it
0: um, there was a song called Adam Song on yes. there which is about a fan of theirs who killed himself called Adam and this in a lot of respects feels like a, uh, a sibling to that song not quite a follow up because it's not really about someone killing themselves yeah but it's got that same vibe it's got the same feel of it in terms of tone
1: yeah Anything else on the story of a lonely guy? No, but I just really liked it. I liked how it, just, it it sticks out when you listen to the album in a good way. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice point, kind of five songs in, to
0: have a, a different vibe. Yeah,
1: because it's like half, like about halfway through. Just, just before halfway through, yeah. yeah.
0: The Rock Show. Now, you definitely know this one. Everyone knows this song.
1: Yeah, and again, like, I I, I had to message you going, yeah. Did they play this at your wedding?
0: <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm sure they did. I'd actually have to go. You, you recorded it. It's probably on the footage you got somewhere. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, although, kind of halfway through the band, I was like, yeah, just come join in, him."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's like 10 o'clock at that point. It's yeah. Like, yeah, you're done filming.
0: <laughs> yeah, stop filming, come here. Another great music video for this one. They took their budget. They they recorded, they played in front of a crowd just for the, the playing scene. Yeah. Then for the other bits, so there's, you know, you know, do a story or whatever you can do in a music video. They took their budget and went very jackass with it. Just started paying people to do shit. They paid like a a lady to shave her hair. They took a homeless dude, got him a fresh haircut, um, a fresh suit. They were giving people, skateboarders, money to try and jump their van. Like, (laughs) fair. (laughs) Yeah, just fun video. Very of the time as well with Jackass being as popular as it was and stuff.
1: The first thing I wrote was Warp Tour shout out.
0: Yes. So yeah, they'd already been on the Warp Tour by this point. I think they they went to. Gone to Australia with the warp Tour at this point. I think they had, yeah, before. I think it's even before Enema they went to Australia a few times. Wow. Um, Australia was like the first out of U.S. market they broke because uh, apparently uh, pop punk was massive in Australia before it was massive out anywhere else outside of America.
1: I can weirdly see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, surfers, skaters. Yeah. You know, exactly. Similar vibe. It really this con kind of encapsulates that exact kind of. For me, it's nostalgic because it makes me feel like I'm in my late teens, early twenties again. Yeah. Is that Especially if Because I picture the video sometimes When I'm listening to it And stuff It just is This one for me Is like the most nostalgic You said For some reason First Date made you feel nostalgic This yeah. song Makes me feel nostalgic For sure I
1: mean since I listened to the album This one has Already become like My most listened to song Really? Yeah How many times
0: have you listen to it? <sighs> I've already lost count Really? I can't believe you—you you never really got into them before. I suppose because of your age, they—they broke up when you—they first broke up when you were about seven.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I discussed it like at the, begin, like the end of the last episode. It was my thing was you You got to listen to bling, You got to listen to bling, You got to listen to bling. So there's such high expectations <laughs> yeah.
0: for it. So it uh, sounds like they're delivering so far. No, um, oh no,
1: they are absolutely. But you know, most of the time when people do say that, they're wrong. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like. The bit where they're telling the girlfriend's
0: mum that they're gonna to move to Vegas yeah, <laughs> and they're only seventeen, which I it's quite funny. Nice layered vocals, especially for the towards the end. Uh, they've got like the nice m- harmony in the middle of the black of my pitch of on my
1: of her on my wall. It was at this moment I I noted that like they're just both incredible singers and they both bring something so fresh and unique which makes each song feel fresh and unique. I don't yeah, this is the thing, technically speaking, they're not very good singers. But they
0: know what they can do well. They bring that kind of California Skateboy yeah. vibe to everything they do. Even the more serious stuff, it's there. Because that is their that's their speaking voice. Yeah. Like Tom does sound like that when he talks you hear it later in the Coachella. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, they definitely bring it's why Tom DeLong's voice is often imitated. But not just when people are singing Blink. Yeah. When they're singing anything when pop punk. Singing,
1: pu- yeah, singing pop punk.
0: But they people will just do a Tom the Long impression, <laughs> even if that singer sounds nothing like him. Yeah, it's it's just so ingrained that, in people for pop punk. I don't
1: want to make fun of the Simple Plan.
0: <laughs> I mean, his his voice isn't dissimilar, but it's not as up there as Tom's. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's the best thing. Where I go to imitate... probably closer to
0: Mark's, to be honest. Yeah,
1: but when I imitate them, I imitate Tom the voice. <laughs> yeah, stay together for the kids. It's the first time where they were like both singing on the same track. Like, there was like, Tom was singing in the verses and Mark was singing in the chorus. It's the first full split, I think. Yes.
0: So, Rock Show, the chorus is half and half. Yeah. It's Fairly in Love is one. Yeah. And then the other one is with a girl at the Rock Show. Oh, she yeah. said what? Told her that. Yeah. The, this was like well, more. The like, jumps between them. Yeah. yeah. But this is a full split. Yeah. yeah this is verse and chorus. Yes. Tom wrote it. Uh, It's a, from the perspective of a kid whose parents are breaking up. Yes. And Tom wrote about his parents breaking up when he was a kid. Oh. Uh, again, another... It's, there's, a, there's a handful of songs that are in uh, the vein of Adam's song, which was the first one, and this is another one, I think. Uh, <laughs> they had to record two videos for this. Two? The first one showed... It was like a literal interpretation, so um, a house being knocked down by a wrecking ball. Ah. Uh, then 9-11 happened. So they didn't really want to show the destruction of a building as part of a video, so instead of continuing to knock the house down, they. Although they'd already done the video, but they, the wreckage of the half left up house was still there and they just went and filmed like a moody video around the broken house. Fair enough. Um, yeah. It's, the Both videos are good. They have released the other oh, one. Oh, okay, yeah, I was going to yeah. ask. You can, you can go find the other. There's two versions of it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. There's a really heartbreaking line is that I see them every day. We get along, so why can't they? And it's like, if you think about that as from the perspective of a kid. Yeah. It's like, oh, Oh mate, right in the fields.
1: Nice, no, no, <laughs> tragic.
0: Yeah. The drop back into the middle section of this song with the drums yeah. just before the guitar hits. Oh, fuck me, and then, just love it. And then something that I think they go on to do better in the next album. There's a song called Down on the self-titled album, and they do a similar back from a drop, back into a drop again.
1: Okay. And I think they hit it harder. I was, I was going to say they do it in the coachella set.
0: Down, yes, yeah. they do do down in the Coachella, set, yes. And uh, the end with the piano is very pretty. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was love the piano in it.
0: Yeah, Tom did the piano as well. So oh, he, nice. could, he he's not good at piano, but he can play a little bit of piano. So any, especially simple piano, piano lines you hear, are more than likely going to be Tom. Yeah,
1: he can play what is needed.
0: Yes, yes. Same with guitar. Really, he's not the best guitarist. <laughs> he he he's a good writer, but technically speaking, his guitar skills are okay.
1: And you said that, and they're this big band, so it works. Yeah,
0: man. Well. Simple melodies with big drums and catchy lyrics just is their formula, and it fucking works. Yeah. Next song, Roller Coaster, another massively, massively underrated song. Uh, it was only a uh, only an album track again.
1: I fucking love this song. Okay, this is where I noticed that like no song was going over four minutes.
0: Uh, the, 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 the most don't go over three.
1: I was <laughs> okay, It's just short and sweet. Yeah,
0: yeah, to the point. They are they after this album they do play with the formula a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, this album is kind of intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle section, chorus, maybe double chorus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, And most songs do follow that formula on this. The next album, not so much. Oh, fair the enough. next album becomes very experimental, comparatively speaking.
1: I mean, that's fair. I feel like if you hit your, like, your strides with everything you want to do, you might have to start playing around with it more. Yeah, for sure. See what you can do and then obviously... Fans will like it, fans will not, but
0: yeah. Very, I'll talk, speak about it after we've done this, but very mixed reception for the self-titled album. People now, most people who didn't like it first, it did grow on them. Yeah, there's a handful of tracks that will drag you in. Um, feeling this big single, I Miss You, big single. There's a song called Always, which is somewhere between this and the new stuff that I think helped the transition. Okay, Travis's drums here were like almost hip-hop style, almost funk style. Not very punky at all on this track.
1: Yeah,
0: the drums in the middle section are fucking awesome.
1: I could say the song feels like very teenage angst, but not cringy.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's about dating again. Yeah, I mean the line, <laughs> "I had that dream about you again, where you drive my car right off the fucking cliff." Yeah, <laughs> it's not very angsty. It's about you clearly dating someone who's a bit mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great song. I don't mean, really got much else to say about it. Never it's really massively underrated. Great but simple main riff, just a good song. Reckless abandon. The next song is a song that wasn't played very much early on when it was released, and it became part of their set when they first got back together in 2011 or so.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, before that, and it hasn't really been dropped from the set since, which is funny because it was an album track. Yeah. And now it's like a, a staple, especially if they get to play a long set, like you know, 40 minutes plus. Yeah. yeah. It tends to appear.
1: I was gonna say, I love the like tape scratch effect that they have in the opening of it.
0: Yeah, the kind of radio effect yeah. vocals and the scratch. Yeah, super simple, but kind of the drop after
1: that just smashes out. That's oh, great. Yeah. I was gonna say this song makes me want to wear a back, uh, backwards a baseball cap backwards, like Tom does yeah, in fucking like, like Coachella.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, it's about fucking. It's literally called Reckless Abandon. and It's about skate kids being nuts, essentially.
1: I was gonna say, the music gives me the vibe of world's fucked but less party
0: yeah kind of it's it's kind of when they say reckless abandon it literally means
1: throwing kind of caution to the wind yeah because I would say like that was always had like, a big I think we touched on it slightly in the slow episode but that's obviously the difference between metal and pop punk like with metal it's like what's well, fucked let's get fucking angry about yeah. it but metal's like well, it's fucked let's have fun
0: yeah they dare uh, they dare uh, pop punk is about fun yeah skateboarding and beer and pizza
1: normally
0: yeah The uh, <laughs> there was a meme a while ago like punk kids i like pizza and i hate my hometown <laughs> <laughs> in the middle there's just a list of crimes they reel off <laughs> it's great the bit that um really encapsulates that punk thing is a lyric there's a lyric um make in front of your friend's mum <laughs> yeah memory that's full of fun uh fucked up when it's all done yeah it's just about like you said uh, every time i look for you another a banging album track that I think deserved way more than it got. I was going to
1: say, the transition from *Record Spanning into Every Time I Look* For You was fucking sick.
0: Yeah, just the the float through between the two is is so nicely done. Well, like two, especially at this point, I'd say the next album they really thought about the transitions between songs. Yeah. This feels like the first time on this album they thought about the transition between the two songs. Another bass and drum only half verse before the guitar kicks in. So good. <laughs> the drums on this track are amazing.
1: Just I mean you can say on every track, that's the thing yeah. about
0: Travis. <laughs> Call and response vocal. Um, which they don't do a lot. Yeah. Even later on, the kind of back and forth, back and forth. Rock show they do it. I've already got yeah, I mean that's that's kind of it for that.
1: Yeah, I mean same. It's just another good album track.
0: Uh, give me one good reason. It's kind of um it's kind of about school and and college this has this got a really fucking great line in it. Well, that I don't know if you spotted. Heavy metalers with their awful pussy hair bands. <laughs> wow. wow. That, they but, fucking went for it. <laughs> no, no. I know. i
1: said say the opens remind me of like stereotypical punk vocals. Yeah. I think it's, cause it was Tom on the vocals, right? Tom does most of this. Yeah. All of it. Maybe. So it was yeah. just that, as we said earlier, like Tom on just like the um, stereotypical voice of punk now. So every time he was doing that, I like, every TikTok I've seen was just making fun of punk.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this. This is another one Tom wrote because it's about him getting expelled from school. It's about his his experience uh, towards school and yeah. thinking about going to college and stuff and just, yeah. And again, another ridiculous fucking drum feel that I don't even understand what Travis is doing. Uh, epic, epic middle section on this one. If you go back and listen to it, a lot of it is just quite simple guitar and bass and the yeah. thing that
1: makes it epic is the drums. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up, actually. I feel like... because. 'Cause it's just one guitar and one and one bass and then drum and if it, there's so like there's not much like crowding in no. there, so it gives the drums room to breathe. Everything's a bass.
0: Everything comes through cleanly. Yeah. Like obviously we did an episode on Streetlight Manifesto. One of my other again, they they're in my top five favourite bands for sure. But there are points in tracks where there's eight instruments playing. <laughs> yeah. And if you you wouldn't without looking for it, you wouldn't focus, say, on the bass yeah whereas this it's all clear like you said three layers you can hear it all the time
1: yeah because like, i say the same with that's nine people in a band yeah. you cannot tell me was a bass in there yeah
0: yeah i mean if you thr- once you get to grips with a song and love it you can go back and just go there's the bass i can yeah, hear what it's yeah. doing yeah but you don't need that in this it's just it's there it's on top no, we're gonna give you bass <laughs> the next song's called shut up which has one of the greatest opening lines of any song ever just starts with "Shut the fuck up," she said. <laughs> I'm going fucking deaf. You're always too loud. Uh, another bass and drum half verse before the guitar kicks in. Um, this is when I just wrote, "Yeah, Travis is an amazing drummer. <laughs> he's unreal, isn't he? Uh, especially with like again with that size of kit is something special about being on such a basic, basic ass drum yeah. kit and being able to smash the shit out like make it. It makes it sound like he's got a twenty piece kit. It's it's
1: insane." Because I think we'll, we'll mention one when we talk about the Coachella set, but you just see like the speed that his arms move when he plays. And it's not even just about speed. It's about...
0: He's an amazing drummer to watch. Yeah. Because his arms flail to almost full extension into the air as well. So how the fuck he gets his arm back down to drum that fast is beyond me. He's given himself like a carpal tunnel syndrome yeah. <laughs> and stuff, which uh, explains a lot. So Shut Up's obviously about a breakup. Uh, I don't think there's any particular one in...
1: No, I was going to say this was the one that made me get nostalgic for the 2000s. Yeah,
0: it's it's very of the time, isn't it? Yeah. What? Hits that marker. One thing that this is where i I'd, I'd never really considered it before. Blink, they don't really do solo solos. Even no. when Mark jokes around says it's a bass solo, it's more of an interlude that's led by the bass than yeah, it is exactly. a solo. And it doesn't matter because most of the middle sections just fucking slap. Like Rather than having a solo, you just have a middle section with a breakdown and it's just yeah awesome. I like the line in this I'll never ask permission from you fuck off, I'm not listening to you <laughs> <laughs> which is just like, okay yeah there's an argument for you Last, la- well, okay. Last track on the regular version of the album yes. is Please Take Me Home and this one's about hooking up with a friend which is not one they've done before, mostly it's either about breaking up or getting together with a girl yeah. this one is about a specific girl uh, I mean, they're always about a girl, but, you know. <laughs> uh, you, in particular. Yeah, great end to
1: an album, comes off big. I was going to say, out of all the albums we reviewed, even the ones I've picked, this might be my favourite final track.
0: It, uh, yeah, it's a really good because way to end, right?
1: one thing that we spoke about with Iowa, and I would argue with iceland Kills, and Spe- uh, Street Line Manifesto, they overindulge mm-hmm. on final tracks. It's like a go big, go home kind of thing. Yeah, They're like, no, it's kind of fun and just do what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And it just fits that vibe so well.
0: Yeah, and it it feels like an end as well. Although yeah. it's in a similar vein. The song, it's called Please Take Me Home. Isn't yeah. It? You know, taking it home in music is going to the end. So, you know, there is maybe they, maybe they thought that, maybe they didn't. It does feel like the end of an album. Yeah. However, when they released it, there were three different editions. Oh. There was a red one, a yellow one, and a green one. The main rare UK one, I believe, if I remember rightly, was the red one, which is called Take Off, and it had the picture of. So the disc, only thing that was different was the disc, and obviously it had the different track. The oh, last okay. two tracks were different on the back. Uh, it had the red disc with the plane on it, and it had two more songs. There's one called Time to Break Up, which is an absolute fucking. Bang. I don't even think it's on Spotify, I haven't even looked. It's but not. Travis has got a ridiculous drum feel in it. Like, of all the ones I've said so far i had a mate who was a drummer when we were teenagers and he would genuinely studied that feel i think he wrote about the feel just one drum feel in part of his gcse for music fair. fucking amazing Does and then... i
1: listen to this on spotify and it ends with please send me home
0: yeah so i listen to it, reason to it on spotify as well i do have i bought all three versions i like on ebay bought all three versions of this album on cd when i was younger wow to have the tracks like officially
1: fair enough <laughs>
0: The track after that is called Mother's Day, which is one of the ones I said in the quiz earlier. <laughs> Each of these has a serious track and a joke track as Fair. an end. Uh, the yellow version is called The Pants Version. has a picture of trousers on it. Uh, that's got a track called What Went Wrong. Another one that I think could have replaced Please Take Me Home as an end track. It's, again, about a breakup. All three of the serious tracks fit in so well. Yeah. You could have made this as like a 16-track album with those three, and I don't think anyone would have complained. I don't know why they specifically went for, I think it's 12 tracks. Or
1: 13, yeah, 12. 12.
0: Uh, fifteen track album. Uh, <laughs> the yellow pants version of joke song was called "Fuck a Dog," <laughs> uh, and then the green jacket version has a song called "Don't Tell Me That It's Over," which is really fast paced, really skate punk. Yeah. But it tonally fits massively well in with this album again. Super fast drums again, super fast bass. <laughs> and then the joke track was "When You Fucked Grandpa." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go out and uh, find that for yourself, kids. <laughs> so that's it. That is Take Off Your Pants with the special uh, toy patch, if you will, is yeah. the abbreviation. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of it. Barker, after this album, Barker and DeLong did a bit of a side project. Uh, Tom had written some quite, quite emo-ish songs. Yeah. Not like heavy emo, like you would know, like My Chemical Romance or something like that, but more kind of lighter, softer. Yeah. And he did a side project called Boxcar Racer. With Travis oh, okay. on drums and a couple of different guitarists, had um, Tim Armstrong from Rancid appear on a track, a couple of other guests throughout. One album, one off. It was done. Yeah. I think they toured once. Did one short American yeah. tour. I don't think they came over here to the UK, but yeah, it was it was what it was. With a side project, so Tom could get some of that emo stuff that he'd written, out <laughs> get
1: there. off his chest. Yeah. In
0: 2003, they released a critically acclaimed self-titled album. Yeah. This is the one that has the famous logo. The smiley face with the arrows. Really? Yes. The Doctor 2003. Wow. The one that I have tattooed on my shoulder. Wow. <laughs> with the pink and green kind of uh, paint dashes and stuff. This is the one with Feeling This and I Miss You. Big tracks. I Miss You. Feeling This was very big in the alternative scene. People loved it. But I Miss You did quite well commercially. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Excuse the term, but the Chav Kids. When I was younger, even knew what it was and quite liked it. Wow, <laughs> it's, quite, it's a bit of a softer jam. You probably know it. Um, I'm sure you must do.
1: Where are you? <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: There was actually a boy at my school. Uh, I was in sixth form when it came out first year. Was I? No, I wasn't, but we listened to it in the sixth form common room. I was in my final year at school. No, I wasn't. I was year 10. Um, but we, I remember listening to it in the sixth sick form, sick form common room. And a boy was like, I really like this song. Except that one line. I was like, what line? And he's like, oh, the spiders catching things and eating their insides. It's <laughs> like, well, I mean, they've done pretty well to hook you then. <laughs> if, if one line really upsets you that much. It was at this point touring became hectic and DeLong decided he wanted a, a lighter schedule and wanted to spend more time with his family. So he stepped out from Blink and the band was officially, uh, the press release just said they were on indefinite hiatus. Yeah. In the meantime, Travis and Mark formed Plus Forty Four. Okay. Who uh, they did one album, really good album. They reason they called it Plus Forty Four is because they were touring the UK when Tom told them he was leaving. Oh. And Mark is an anglophile. Lived in London for about five or six years. Yeah. Uh, During between this break, he lived in London. Supported Chelsea though, which I can't (laughs) because he moved to Chelsea. Uh, I I can't abide that. But they did an album called When Your Heart Stops Beating. Self-titled, uh, the uh, title track, When Your Heart Stops Beating. is a fucking banger. Absolutely great song. The long-formed Angels and Airways, most of which he recorded at home. He got Adam Willard from, I think it was he in The Offspring, yes. on drums. Uh, one of the guitarists from, or the other guitarist from Bosco Racer. They did four albums, I think. Wow. And they toured a little bit, not as the hectic schedule Blink did. They also produced a film. <laughs> Film. yeah the group as a threesome didn't talk again until 2008 wow so three years that's, that's, uh, three years is quite a long time isn't it yeah uh mark and travis were obviously still buddies still yeah. took they i saw plus 44 twice they toured over here twice twice in their wow. short existence
1: so they
0: were kind of like really mad at tom for leaving well tom kind of removed himself yeah they there was some friction because they were talking about and had laid down some ideas for a new another album yeah And then Tom fucked off. (laughs) So there was definitely some friction. They started talking again in 2008 when Travis was in a plane crash. Oh. With his friend DJM, Adam Goldstein. Oh, yes. They survived. It was a private plane. Adam and Travis both survived. Yeah. There were six people aboard. The other four all died. Jesus. Travis got second and third degree burns.
1: Yeah.
0: And developed PTSD. Yeah,
1: I'm not surprised.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This prompted DeLong to get in touch, though. Yeah. Tom reached out. Come and visit Travis in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and when Travis told Mark Tom was coming, Mark decided to come too. Yeah. And it was apparently like two hours of laughing and joking and being friends again. And then Tom was like, So we're going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> they released in 2011, they released Neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, recorded apart from each other because Tom still wanted to spend time with his family. Tom has a home studio in LA. Oh, amazing! No, not in LA. In San Diego, Mark and Travis both live in LA. Yeah, um, they just there's a studio near them both that they drove to and worked their bits together. Yeah. They toured it. Travis traveling worldwide by boat.
1: Yeah, I I was gonna ask like, so th- he obviously still travels worldwide. How does he manage that?
0: So he goes by boat. Um, they had a secondary drummer. Yeah. So if. For some reason like, you know a boat from the states to europe takes like six days or something. yeah yeah if there was a date that he couldn't make i.e the first date back there yeah this other guy i can't remember his name now would fill in Damn. good drummer he's just he's just he's, uh, he's not, not he's like it's not like watching travis but hey he would just do travis's stuff yeah travis made most of the dates though just That's a good. couple that were missed and they had this other guy traveling with tom and mark uh travis does fly again now though That's he's, good he's thing, at yeah. therapy and stuff i believe they released. Are uh, they split? Split with Interscope, who were their record company at the time, and released a self-titled, uh, not self-titled, sorry, uh, a self-released EP called Dogs Eating Dogs. Very good. Six tracks. Five tracks. Five tracks. Really good little EP. Some good songs on there. There's a song called Pretty Little Girl on there. Really good. There was some conflict stuff. Tom wanted. Tom started a thing called To the Stars, which we'll talk about in a bit. And he also wanted to do a movie and stuff. Uh, another movie with Angels and Airwaves. And They kept delaying the start of a new album. Yeah. So, I think they spoke to Tom about it. (laughs) Mark and Travis brought in Matt Skiba. Do you know who he is?
1: Name's familiar. He's the
0: guitarist and singer of the Alkaline Trio. Okay. Um, Mark had wanted to work with him for a while. Yeah. And when they decided to continue Blink with someone else, there was apparently no argument who it was going to be. It was always going to be Matt Skiba. So, I think Matt actually originally just filled in for a handful of shows. Yeah. Uh, and then they decided, okay, this can work. And they released California. So that California album, which is brilliant. Yeah. It's one of my favourite Blink albums, which is saying something because it doesn't have Tom DeLong. Yeah, on it. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of amazing tracks. There's this track which She's Out of Her Mind on it. And it's, it's great. What was so
1: the general reception to that? Really
0: positive. Um, people were sceptical, as you can imagine. No Tom DeLong in Blink-182. Yeah. But it... It was a really good album, and people generally loved it. Also, they wrote a song, which I featured in that quiz. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to see some Naked Dudes, that's why I built this pool. If I remember rightly, this is the album that knocked Drake off of the number one spot in the US after he'd been up there for like fucking 13, 14, 15 weeks. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, so they had a number one album for the first time since their self-titled album in 2003. Wow. Uh, They released 9 in 2019, which is their ninth studio album. Makes sense. That's still with Matt Skiba. I don't love that album. It's okay. It's one of my least favourite Blink albums. 2020, they released just a single. And this was actually just Travis and Mark. Mark played the guitar on it. Oh,
1: wow.
0: uh, Called Quarantine. (laughs) About how much quarantine sucks. Yeah. In 2021, Hoppus announced that he had cancer. And this prompted... A meet-up with Barker and DeLong yeah. as a trio again. He announced he was cancer free, which was lovely. His hair, all obviously, with chemo went and it came back grey, which yeah. was really fun. <laughs> so he had these like, apparently, he's like, my hair's thick again, but it's grey. <laughs> um, but it did start to go dark again. You can yeah. see it on the thing, it's like grey at the top, but dark at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's growing out the grey now. He declared he was cancer free. They told everyone they were uh, going to reform, and a week later, they dropped a single. They'd already recorded it, called "Edging," which does get played at Coachella. Yes, it does. Schieber, uh, Skiba, yeah, Skiba, uh wished the band well. Back in their original, or well, the, the the main trio, yeah, thanked fans for accepting him and his time in Bling One Eighty Two, said he enjoyed it, and wished the boys well. Nine years since their last gig as a trio. Mark, Tom, and Travis opened Coachella 2023.
1: I was going to say before we get started on this, that it just sounds so wholesome. Like even though, like they split up for moments and. Travis and like the plane crash, I think it all ends in such a wholesome way.
0: They always come back to being pals. Yeah, yeah. I think especially Mark and Tom, who have known each other since nineteen ninety two, yeah, since they were teenagers. They're very, they they they've got a bit of a pull towards each other for being just idiots. Yeah, they. I feel like they let themselves be themselves more with each other than they yeah. do with anyone else. And I think that bond's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, it's nice because even like the split of like the original split with Tom the launch, like it wasn't like any, like, oh, I hate you guys, love both. I just want more there time. There was never a publicly
0: a bad word said about each other. Yeah, no. In fact, Tom was often asked about the the possibility of a reunion. He never said no. He was always like, yeah, probably in the future. Yeah, yeah, even when they weren't talking. I
1: think it's just like time, just timing and like personal. Yeah,
0: life. I mean, when you've been touring with each other for you know, kind of 10, 11 years. There is a bit of burnout, I think. Yeah. Um, they, they were pretty non stop for most of the time. They were active first time around. I mean, uh, God, considering so how popular they were, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, first gig together in nine years is this trio. Yes. Coachella 2023, opening the festival. It's a big spot, um, especially in something like Coachella. Yeah. You saw, I don't know how many people were there. It looked like. I mean, I went to see Red Hot Chili Peppers at Hyde Park, and that was 80,000 people. Yeah. This looked a similar amount. Yeah, this was a lot of people. It was really nice to see them bro out before the festival a bit. Yeah, Mark and Tom especially together.
1: I would say it's there's a funny visual of like men in their forties dressing like they're in their twenties.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice um, Tom's T-shirt said "To the Stars"? Yes. So Tom fucking is into aliens, right? <laughs> he. Uh, is that why
1: there's a song called "Aliens Exist."
0: It is why there's a song called "Aliens Exist." He started a company. Uh, that was about entertainment. He was um, t- documentaries and films and stuff about aliens. and then a guy from the CIA wanted to do more serious stuff with it. former CIA guy wanted to work with Delong uh, on the docu series and then they kind of divided themselves into two divisions, the entertainment side of it, which included making documentaries yeah. and then the actual research side of it, uh, the science division, I think it's called, and it's mostly ex-government employees who were involved in it. Wow. Uh, they published official videos from the army and navy that weren't yet declassified online.
1: I feel like uh, I've heard about
0: this. Yes, and the navy actually were like, "Yeah, okay, they they were real. They were ours. Uh, we recorded those on a flight test." Um, and actually, because of them pushing it, a lot of the stuff got declassified earlier than it would have normally been. That's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, so Tom's Tom's massively massively into aliens.
1: <laughs> My favorite. I'm going to bring out backstage. Travis just runs in. Like obviously they were opening, but I he just probably just ran in from another set. Yeah,
0: he's fucking <laughs> featuring Travis Barker was actually the name of a lot of songs. Yeah, <laughs> like in the last like ten years, he's on everything. So the set starts with Ric Flair's theme song. Yeah, <laughs> obviously has an association with space. Um, Two thousand one, Space Odyssey. Uh, yeah, Tom loves space. That's probably why. They started it that way.
1: yeah, And it's just such a pure drop- eruption of joy from the fans.
0: Yeah, so Coachella isn't a rock festival. No. It's a modern music festival, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of dance music. And to hear what would mostly be casual fans at best just erupt for them walking on the stage. Oh, man, I actually got, like, goosebumps.
1: It, no, it's amazing.
0: They start with an all-note mash-up thing you know like end and start songs with it live yeah. Everyone just like travis going mental on the drums both the guitar and bass just going yeah. on one note and they start with uh one of the most beautifully written songs of all time. <laughs> this <laughs> family reunion what did you think of family reunion, Tim? this is record this is on like other albums this has been recorded before
1: i loved it it it, it... It was just a perfect way to go. Yeah, we're back. Do have you got the the lyrics written down? I don't have the lyrics. I was too busy laughing. So the
0: the lyrics is the same. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You see, we're eleven or twelve depending on whether motherfucker is a one word or two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on repeat. And I, can, I, I don't. I've got them written down. But I don't know why I've got them written down. I know it. Yeah. Uh, in fact. I went to Slam Dunk Festival this weekend. And there was a guy stood right in front of me during the bowling soup set that had this on the back of his t-shirt, in written in full. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, sucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat, as the Americans would say. <laughs> and they say that, I don't even know how many times they say, eight, ten, yeah, twelve, say, just on On, on loop. repeat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that song's called Family Reunion, which is also a great title for a song like that.
1: And we used uh, our one per episode.
0: Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, start as you mean to go on, uh, you know, pure Actually that's not the whole song because there is the last line is different. Oh right. The last line it goes. I fucked your mom," <laughs> <laughs> Which is There you go, they're back. Blink one eighty two. They're back Oh here. Yeah. They start with the Anthem part two, first track off Hey, home. I just heard this song. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're gonna you're gonna hear that a lot by the way.
0: This is the Long giving it
1: his voice. Tom is DeLong hundred so percent. His voice is so deep.
0: Yeah, but he's still doing that—that that whine. Yeah, he's done. He, he
1: is putting on the voice, but it's great. Yeah, he knows what the people want to hear.
0: Um, but Travis
1: Ma- looks so ageless.
0: Yeah, he's just shaved all his hair off. He's, he's had a mohawk. He's had dreadlocks. Yeah. But at the minute, just, he's just a
1: beanie and being shirtless, and how makes yeah. him look youthful? You know who he's
0: married to now, don't you? No, he's married. Corny Kardashian. Oh God, is God. it Corny? He's one of them. <laughs> yeah, <probably, probably>. if <laughs> you know, there things. was that phase where like Megan Fox and the Kardashians and whoever else. Who was he was dating? Oh, um, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. They had just gotten themselves punk guys covered in tattoos. <laughs> so they, uh, one of them was going out with Travis. One was going out with Pete, Pete Davidson. Davis. And they also going out with MGK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I mean, MGK <laughs> and Travis are collaborators, and MGK and Pete Davidson are best friends. So yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird triangle. <laughs> uh,
0: Mark fucking skipping around the stage like he's twenty five. I know. Oh man, he's got so much energy at this point.
1: As someone who we've worked like live atmospheres before, had mm-hmm. a lot of crunching on the sound in the in the song. There's like crunching sound effects on the mic.
0: I didn't spot that actually. I spotted
1: immediately. I was like, "Oh no!" Uh,
0: they did sort it out though, didn't they? It, it didn't go on for the whole thing. No, no, no. Uh, they have a habit of changing lyrics live, yeah. normally to swear words. They do because everything has fallen. And then he's just fuck you. <laughs> just like that's not on the song.
1: Always changes it, always adds swear words. My favourite um, thing is when the song ends, Tom goes, You can't do what we do. <laughs> a lot of people have tried. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's been there's often imitated, <laughs> never uh never bettered. Yeah. Tom is so into this as well, which is so funny. I know. They are much more raw live. They don't rely on any crutches too much in terms of they just fucking go for it. Yeah. Look, yeah, Travis will count them in. And if he's going fucking twice the speed of the regular recording, they go. They yeah. just go. But um, they catch up. Tom used to play drunk a lot as well, enough then that, that would be lead to very sloppy play. But not so much this time. <laughs> um, I've actually got a note on here for most of these, between songs. Because they chat shit between oh, every yeah. fucking song. One of the things they say is, so many UTIs are about to happen this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Tom goes, you fucking perverts, how many of you are going to come in tents? <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Next they play Rock Show. Again, just heard Hey, it. I
1: just heard the song, part two.
0: Travis's arm's going fucking mental. I know. What always amazes me about Mark, he sounds like he does on the record yeah. all the time. I was going to say, like Mark
1: sounds the same.
0: Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom dials up the Tom DeLonge. Yeah. He dials up his own accent. There's
1: a fucking mosh pit at Coachella.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Obviously, that's not the usual kind of thing for Coachella. It,
1: it was a tiny mosh pit, but there was a mosh pit.
0: Tom doing his little strutting around.
1: yeah. This um, got me excited for download.
0: Yeah, I, you see, so you texted me that today. Again. Yeah, this uh, this set got me excited for download. I was like, two yeah, fucking right, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Between songs again. <laughs> so again, Tom. Time, time of recording. Oh yeah, as if because everyone forgot that he used to be in the band. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a bit where um, Tom goes. So in the news, about two weeks before this, there was a thing about the Dalai, Dalai Lama, 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 Lama like yeah. getting boys to suck his tongue, yeah. <laughs> and Tom goes. Oh, man, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I went over to the Darling oh, Lama kissing cute. booth. <laughs> Fucking gnarly. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> They're topical, too.
1: But my favourite thing is, as Man Overboard starts, the next song, there's like a little sponsored by Fast X yeah. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that popped me the most. Oh, it's
0: funny. That's why. Um, so, Man Overboard, the first non-Take of your Pants and jacket song we've had. Yes. Uh, it wasn't even on... Um, was it really. I don't think it was ever released on any proper albums. Oh, okay. It was released on the greatest hits.
1: That reminds me of Eminem doing that with "Fat" and "When I'm Gone" for "Cut and Call." Cool. Yes, yeah, same thing. So this leads me to ask: Are there any songs that they're performing that Tom wasn't there for?
0: Not on this set, but an interesting fact for you: There's a song called "Cynical," which is on California, mostly sung by uh, Matt Skiba. They've started doing it in the current tour. Okay. They didn't play it at this set, though. Yeah. So all this set is original Tom so stuff. What you would do for the first one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, currently, yeah, apparently they are. I really hope... So I'm seeing them in October. Oh, nice. And I really hope that they play... She's out of her mind.
1: <laughs> Where are they playing? At
0: the O2. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've seen them at Wembley Arena before. Uh, nice. I saw them at Wembley Arena before the first breakup. I've seen them... I not remember the arena a couple of times. and I've seen them at the O2 twice as I was, well.
1: I was actually at Wembley Arena on Friday for the Heavy Music Awards.
0: Oh, I saw you posted some videos about yeah. that. And I saw
1: McFly were there. Yeah, we were fucking like shocks.
0: Hey man, at this point, I'm surprised I'm not buddies with McFly. <laughs> because if you go to any pop punk gig, two of them are normally there together. <laughs> it's normally Dougie and Tom Yeah, Fletcher. Uh, But like I'll go see a band like Sugar Colt. I don't think they're together anymore, but I've seen Sugar Colt about six, seven times. And I just look—you're at like Brixton, or you're at back in the day the Astoria before it got knocked down—and you look to the right, and there's just like half of McFly, like six people away from you, just watching the show.
1: Fair. (laughs) No, it was it was a fun night. Um, Ed Gamble was there for some reason. He was one of the presenters. He loves metal. Yeah, Ed Gamble's a massive metalhead. Have you ever
0: listened to um, their podcast, Off Menu? Fucking great no. podcast. Him and James Acaster, but yeah, they, he loves metal. He's Not a fair. big metal guy.
1: No, I, I just can't imagine him as a metalhead.
0: <laughs> no, he's, he loves it. Well, he's, uh, when he's been on Mock the Week. They've said that to him before. That like, you don't look like a metalhead. And he's like, no, no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Massive metalhead. Loves it. Man Overboard. Uh, it's about Scott Raynor, the original drummer. Oh, wow. It's about his problems and stuff and why, you know... Why he left. Apparently, yeah. he's a policeman now, I think. Fair enough. <sighs> Tom dancing always pops
1: me. What's um, <laughs> the like difference? Assuring that Mark starts using Tom's mic. <laughs> yeah, just
0: move it over. It's like, this is like sound checks for Tom's higher pitch. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll go sit over here. Uh, a video about this is probably a little outdated. They have little people dressed up as them, and <laughs> they, they, they they they're not in the video at all, blink. They're playing the music. And then they also recreate all of Blink's famous videos. So, What's My Age Again, from Enron State, the video is them running around a town naked. So you've got the, these little people running around naked.
1: Again, some WWE flashbacks.
0: So I've said here, so wrestling. Like, yeah. it's so early noughties wrestling. That has not aged well. I've not watched that video in a long time, and I don't know if I want to. <laughs> with well, the song has to go... They Go hi Charles Walker. Hi, I'm Charles Walker. The
1: man talks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just after this one. There is one song. This the last line of this song is so deep if you know what it's about. And the line is, "Yeah, later I'll see you around." It's like, oh, oh, oh. poor Scott. Well, not that poor. He, he brought it on himself, really. And when after Travis talks, Mark says he didn't do that for fucking Red, uh, Reading Festival over like yeah. in <laughs> the UK, <laughs> which they've not done since like 2003 or something. I don't know. And then just before they start the next song mark says here's a music yeah <laughs> it's the dork. this uh, track feeling this first it's the first track on the self titled I mean it was the first single as well fucking great song
1: because the drum intro to this song is amazing yeah
0: so big so the imagine that you haven't had a Blink album in a couple of years you've heard it's going to be this is the first single as well before the album came out they've put out there that it's gonna be a bit different and the first thing you hear when you put that CD in is the big drums and the guitar riff, and actually, I'd say this song as well as always, really good bridges between old and new stuff because it's still very punky. Yeah, uh, even with the slightly experimental side of it, really interesting way they wrote this song, the 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 lyrics. Anyway, Mark and Tom went into separate rooms. Oh, okay, not telling each other what they were going to write about, and both of them wrote about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, so, but there the are different aspects of sex. So the chorus is about like passion, yeah, and the verses are about kind of love, yeah, but still sex. This is where the first uh, Travis's cowbell gets used.
1: Just put more cowbell, please. Yeah,
0: uh, the video is quite cool as well. Uh, they're in like a military school, yeah, and Blink like play, playing on the roof, and there's, there's these like boys getting their heads shaved because okay. they're in military school, and then on the roof they're all in their uniforms just like freaking out and like to Blink. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Coachella, singing along. Oh, I know. The goosebumps. The goosebumps. Travis going fucking hard. This I, is a big drum track, yeah. so. Uh, between songs again. <laughs> Did you note down what they said here?
1: I want to say something about myself. Herpes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you notice the other bit they said? What was the other bit? I like to eat it from the back. Otherwise, the ball fucking balls get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always assume that, like, I always assume when Mark and Tom do this shit, they're just talking about each other. There's like, there's, there's a homoerotic tension between those two boys. No, oh, yeah. I mean, they've got to have made out at least once, right? <laughs>
1: Probably drunk on tour.
0: Yeah. Then Tom says, that's Mark says that. And then Tom says, What are balls even for? They don't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so
1: juvenile, but <laughs> I love fucking
0: it. Fucking idiots. <laughs> and this is where Tom also goes, There's a lot of shit we say that we should have been cancelled for. We say, Fuck you, cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they
1: just, just idiots, but they're having fun.
0: And then Mark says, "It's pretty easy. How about you just don't be a dick?" And then Tom says, "Yeah, you are what you eat." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. These fucking idiots. Generally, I, my friend, I wasn't aware that this set was going to be put on YouTube by Coachella. Yeah. And my friend, I knew they were playing it, but I didn't think we'd get a full, clean, lovely recorded set. And my friend Matt messaged it to me. I'm going to have to dub this in here, but my friend Matt was on a podcast recently uh, debating Blink-182 versus Green Day, him on the side of Blink-182. So I'll. Um, you're going to hear an edit here. I'm actually going to leave all me travelling on in, and i want to put it in now. The podcast is called The Listening Room, hosted by James Watts, who I know a little bit, really great guy. Go check out the podcast. You can find it on Podbean. The episode featuring my friend uh, Matt Jefferson Crump, is Green Day versus Blink-182. Matt is arguing on the side of Blink-182's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which we are reviewing on this episode. And they are comparing it to Green Day's Nimrod. So go check that out on Podbean, The Listening Room. So that was the podcast Matt was on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good points.
0: Yes, very good points. Well made, Matthew. We appreciate you. Yeah, it's just so juvenile. We go on to Reckless Abandon. Hey, I just heard this on three. <laughs> So like I said earlier, this wasn't big on their sets for a long time. It's not a single. Yeah. Man, it's just hearing it live is so cool because there isn't a lot of recordings of it live, whereas all the small things and rock show, that is a million but this. is great. (laughs) Another changed lyric. Instead of use this song to lead you on, use this song to fuck your mum. (laughs) It's great. Mark doing his little punk jumps around. I like um, the production of this. The screen has the lyrics. Yes. Which is really cool.
1: I'll say that at this point I was wanting to see more crowd shots. I, mean, I understand like when you watch the feed of like the yeah. band, you'll see the band at the same time. I'd like to see the whole crowd get involved. I've, I've got a couple of problems with the production
0: of this. Not from Blink side, from the recording side. Yeah. They don't linger on the crowd long enough when the crowd is singing. Yeah. They also fucking cut away from Travis seconds before he's about to do the coolest bit of the song. Oh. He's just like doing a regular drum beat. Yeah. Then they'll cut away from him. And then he's like,
1: broom, 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 and like... He's just done the cool thing, man. I feel like the people recording and managing like the cameras weren't Blink fans. No, they didn't
0: know what they were doing. That remi- it really reminded me... Another Simpsons one. Here we go. Remember when the Mafia are fighting the Yakuza and home was like, I want to stay. <laughs> that little one hasn't done anything. He's going to do something really cool. And then they drag him away and then you hear the screams. Is that... <laughs> That is literally what's happening with this camera crew <laughs> It
1: literally is I, I noticed there like VIPs on the stage
0: Yeah, so you can see One of them, I know who he is One of them is Mark's wife, Sky. Okay, so uh, just like friends and family of Yeah, I think so There's a, You see a blonde lady in the far corner yeah. That's Mark's wife Been married Was- since they were in their early 20s Isn't Aww. it lovely? I see, um, Tom has so
1: many guitar picks
0: on his um, mic Yeah, stage. he throws them at the crowd That's why So does Mark Travis does a, like, a half-time beat here That isn't in the original recording And I fucking loved it Just change up the beat
1: I just she has right. Like, he's giving him a second to breathe? Yeah. Because the man, like,
0: he goes a million miles an I hour. Know. Another change lyric. Uh, Instead of fucked a chick in a parking lot, is Mark says fucked me in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Standard. Between, the, between songs again. Uh, Mark does something quite nice, which is a, pretty standard at rock gigs now. It's like, have a good time this weekend. Watch out for your friends. Don't leave any friends behind. And then Tom says, which is you know, at punk gigs now they're like, oh, if you're in the pit still look out for each other you know yeah. have a good time but look out for each other and then Tom says we want everyone to go home safe and pregnant <laughs> like fucking hell you can't they just can't can they just no. not not take it seriously
1: there seems to be you know just like not even one second without a joke
0: <laughs> the next song Tom claims is very hard to play when they start
1: I know he hyped up that riff so expertly
0: <laughs> a song's called Dysentery Gary it's a great name for a song it is about it's just from Edinburgh, the State as well and it's about the guy the girl left you for.
1: like I was say, in this song, Tom sounded very like Jericho. Oh
0: Chris Jericho probably. Yeah. And I, Judas... I could not stop
1: hearing Jericho after that point.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't think they sounded like a tool. It's uh it's the like kinda of, like high pitched. It doesn't know, help that I, it doesn't help that I only know one song by Fozzie and
1: that's Judas. Uh no, we listened to like him singing other songs. Yeah. yeah it was I just couldn't stop hearing Jericho after that point. <laughs> This isn't very common on
0: set lists either. It's another album track. Yeah, I love when Tom says, "Watch my hips. Just do this shit," and he kind of swivels left to the right. right. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, that, "He says you're welcome."
1: And <laughs> just what I know is, how is Mark not, just not dying in that long sleeve? I don't
0: know he's Californian, isn't he? He's probably freezing for him. He's probably cold. <laughs> he's born and bred in California. Oh, fair. They're all from San Diego. Uh, Fucking used to the heat. The Lion Girls are such a drag. It makes it sound like a Neckbeard album. Yeah. If you weren't for the fact that you, it was like the rest of the song gives it context about a guy, a girl leaving you for another guy, like Neckbeards might, might take that and uh, use it as their battle cry. <laughs> <laughs> right here. It's about a girl leaving you for someone else called Gary with dysentery. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> That's kind of all the ones. So yeah.
1: I was going to say at the end of it, Tom grades himself. I gave myself a C. He gives
0: himself a C. There's a line in here, which I said, after all their changes, you might think is isn't a real one, where he says, fuck you all, your mum's a whore. That's from, that's from the song. That's not a... <laughs> they didn't make that up. No, that's not an a- addition. There's a bit where Tom Watson says, I like kissing them girls. I like boobies. He's such a fucking child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and again, the, the crowd is into it.
0: Oh, they fucking love it. Even this song, which I would say, the casuals, which I'm going to... I know I'm generalising here, but most of them are going to be casuals. Yeah. Probably might know this song. Well, not very well, at least. No. They will know the next song though. What's my age again? I was
1: gonna say because the eruption from the crowd when it starts. That little riff they did. It, yeah. Did
0: it, did it, did it. this was played at my wedding. <laughs> it was the last song they played. Uh, from Enema of the State, really famous music video. They're running through the streets, like I said, naked.
1: There's a bit where like a girl. Didn't they on. show the video on of it on the throne? They used to show mm. like images of it. I think they show stills from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, they're running around a small town naked, and there's like a bit where a little girl is like looking at ants on the floor with a magnifying glass, <laughs> and she looks up and sees them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking really funny video. It's the one that also features the nurse from the front of the album cover oh, okay. for anyone in the state. So that nurse is an adult actress. Ah. She's featured as the artwork for the cover with like a rubber glove that
1: she's pulling yeah, on yeah. tight. <laughs>
0: uh, and they're actually, they're actually on the artwork, artwork but on the back and they're in a queue in their underwear. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so she's she features in this video and they go to pass her naked and they all turn around and follow her. <laughs> there uh, there's a line is this state looks down on sodomy and then Marx' is it Marx's sodom you which is uh, just another, another little addition when I turned 23 which was a long time ago 10 years ago I actually called uh, this is back when we used to do this kind of thing to get people to comment things. we used to do Facebook events and
1: oh people God, actually yeah. used to look
0: at them <laughs> they don't anymore <laughs> no and I actually called it nobody likes you when you're 23 after this song <laughs> Travis smashes another halftime here that isn't on the record
1: so good yeah I just like I say, like there are people mosh into this song. It did not really feel like moshing. No, it's a lot like it. it's a very pop pop punky song. Yeah, very I'm pop-y. not going to judge. Any excuse to mosh, you know?
0: Yeah, they go for it, don't they? There's only one line I've got here for the between songs, and it's just Tom was going, and I was thinking, and you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you thinking, Tom. Edging. This song was the one they released with a week after a week saying they were going to get back together. Really fucking good song. It is. Quite heavy as well. I like... think it
1: has a different vibe to all the other songs. It's because it's. Their most recent one. Yeah, massively recent. It's about
0: the breakup, mostly, I think, of the band.
1: Yeah.
0: It says, oh no, we left the broken hearted. Oh no, look at the mess we've started, which is about the fans, obviously. I said here, yeah, it's about the breakup of the band and also fucking someone in church, because they do say that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's even a bit of the circus about, like, getting, a, getting the rope, which is about them, like, people who were, like, wanting to lynch Tom for leaving the first time Jesus around. Jesus Christ. Is, like, fuck me, man.
1: Fans are sometimes just so weird. Yeah.
0: Uh, I like this bit where after the song, Tom's like confused about what guitar he's meant to be using. Yeah. He's like, wait, is that, that one? Do I need to change? And the guy's like, here you go. He's like, who are you? Who are you? What are you doing with my guitars? <laughs> Anyone know this guy? And then Tom says to Mark, are you properly hydrated? And Mark says, I'm properly hydrated yeah, because your mum's so
1: wet. Yeah. It's like, I'm talking about his mum's vagina. <laughs> it's so lubricated that it hydrates me.
0: <laughs> oh, they're so funny. Uh, next we go on to Dumpweed. Great song from of the State again.
1: Like I was gonna say though, I got I got distracted for a split second because the feed was constantly reminding me that yeah, you're still watching Blink One Eighty Two. It's like, thank you.
0: Thanks. Yeah, this is Blink One Eighty Two. Yes. <laughs>
1: but they haven't left.
0: Yeah. That that guy up there making the dick jokes. He yeah, he's in Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> I said here, this is almost the most unintelligible. Tommy's this whole set? Yeah. He goes so into that accent of his. And if you didn't, I think if you didn't know the words, you might miss a lot of it.
1: I think I did actually.
0: <laughs> There's a line in it that really hasn't aged very well, which is "I need a girl that I can train."
1: Let's go push past what, that. <laughs> what
0: he's doing is, is, is um, yeah, it's, it's it's aged very badly. I yeah, I don't think they would have written this now, no. but it's such a love song that I think it's just going to keep keep out there.
1: Yeah, um, but I mean, also Blink, it's not really a band that takes themselves seriously. No,
0: and also, it goes the other way as well though because in it he does say his dad says he doesn't have a chance. Yeah. He says, "Come on, son, now you don't have a chance," which is like, it's like both ends of the spectrum. Like he's so useless with women. Yeah. That he would need someone he could train. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, don't. That's not an excuse. It's still a horrible line. Uh, yeah. It's it's, it's it's aged badly. This is the bit between songs where he goes. The guy comes up with another guitar and he goes, "Give me a guitar."
1: Yeah. Stop taking my guitar. <laughs> is that the pyro made me bronze? <laughs> yeah.
0: This is where... Uh, this is Aliens
1: Exist. Old one. <laughs> That's the song
0: starts. Old one. Yeah, really old one. And obviously, Tom loves Aliens. But before it starts, Tom goes, I want to talk about the Dalai Lama some more.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just goes back to that joke. And he does it again, actually, later, for um, when he goes to Don't Leave Me.
0: Uh, aliens Exist. Tom is obsessed with Aliens. As I said, he runs the, to the Stars Academy in fact uh, there's a line in it there. we all know conspiracies are dumb and then he says no they're not which yeah. is actually not in the song the no they're not but obviously he's into conspiracies yeah, but exactly. only, only ones about aliens not about vaccines or, or <laughs> good, good. hostile takeovers of the, you the know, United the States fun conspiracies <laughs> yeah aliens and uh, cryptids not yeah he's not an idiot <laughs> what I thought about this one was why is he singing so normally Tom has. why is he singing so normally after singing so Tom the Long in the last one maybe just wore
1: his vocals yeah across, maybe
0: right? I love the little uh, animation on the big screen of the aliens yeah. attacking.
1: I was gonna say, this is when we go, Travis is a god. Is this where he's basically juggling the sticks? Yes.
0: So he does a bit, and I, I, I don't even know I can vocalise this for the podcast, but he throws up the right one in the air. As it spins, he grabs it and slams it down as he's releasing the left one yeah. into the air that spins. He catches it exactly the right end, smashes the yeah, other symbol. He's
1: juggling the s- drumsticks while smashing the symbols at the same time. Man, this guy, he's, he's
0: unreal. Like, <laughs> He's he's in his mid forties, man. Yeah, and he can still go like that. Like I don't know where he gets the stamina from. That lucky Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I said it. Tom does love a fucking pick slide, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I think like eight or so in the whole set he pick slides. It always sounds cool. So there's a there's a really um, standard uh, extra line that they've done since the out the song came out like back in '99. Where they go, um, I'm not like you guys. And then uh, either Tom says it or Mark says it, but they're like, I have, have sex, sex with guys.
1: The thing is, Tom who goes, I smoke weed on that song.
0: <laughs> no, someone's, um, is it Mark? He goes, someone called the cops. I smell weed.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But they're in California, which I'm pretty sure is legal. Yeah, it's legal, though. <laughs> and then, is it Tommy's like, you ever bathe with your dad? This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just point at someone <laughs> the in the crowd. Guy. <laughs> the guy's like, what the fuck, man? Uh they do a really Green Day thing here, which is doing uh, the Ramones, the hey-ho, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Green Day do it, like, every set they do a short hey-ho, let's go. Yeah. And I've never seen Blank do it until this set, but they do the, hey, oh, oh let's, let's go, go, and then drop it straight into the first date.
1: I know this song, part four.
0: Yeah. The only thing I know I've got on about here is that I'm getting really pissed off with how often they're cutting away from Travis. Uh, yeah, from Travis. I know.
1: So the one thing I noticed was, does auto-tune on Tom Circles.
0: Yeah, and I've got no idea why. And he's grinning the entire time. So yeah. like, I've got a feeling he's fucking with something. Yeah. Uh, it's the only song it happens on as well. Exactly. Really perplexed me when I first watched it. My friend John texted me and was like, Is he using autotune on first date? And I was like, Why would he after not using it I see, I think he did to fuck with someone. Yeah, well, it seems like he was doing a fucking like a uh, Drake impression or something yeah. like that. Or one of those guys who uses loads of autotune.
1: Maybe he was making fun of people at like Coachella who use autotune maybe well you are
0: going to think those mics are going to be set up to, to do it yeah he's grinning when it's happening as well I don't know what he's doing
1: I think he tells them to turn on the audio tune yeah maybe but it, it it doesn't ruin the song it's just it caught me off guard that friend though my friend John John Turn,
0: really good guy happens to be uh, the drummer for the band Snish who do our intro and outro song hey. how's your friend
1: hey.
0: yeah great song What's your friend then which one John yeah, how's yeah, John's John's great. John's uh, just John's just a good guy. He loves Blink and he likes Jim Jeffrey, so that makes him a good dude. Yes. So if you want to check them out, that's Snish, S N I S H, on Spotify. They're no longer making new music, but go listen it anyway. It's good stuff, especially "How is your friend?" How's your friend? How's your friend? What I like about this is uh, the casuals fucking love it. They're yeah. in with a "Let's go, yeah. don't wait." Yeah. In fact, I think this is one of the few where Tom just stops singing and lets them sing for a second. And what I will say about this version of it, just the music of it, take away some shoot vocals, the music was really clean for them. Yeah. And as you've seen, they're really rough live, like purposely so, I think. They're just, because they're skatepunks at heart, they kind of, they just go for it. They're fun. Yeah, but this was super
1: clean for them. Oh yeah, really clean. Um, but i wonder if that's what it's like when because obviously it's going through the whole sound system for the mix like to go out on a set because when i've watched like live sets before like slipknot eventually whatever the vocals sound very clean when when they come through the live stream but when i see fan footage it sounds very bad
0: well it will be that that because the fan footage is picking up what's coming out of the speakers. Yeah. The f- sound on an official recording yeah, will be coming straight from the desk. Exactly. Yeah. That's
1: what that's what it is. That's why it sounds so clean for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I don't mean it sounds clean. I mean they sound tight.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Which is
0: not always the case. <laughs> yeah. Between songs, Tom says to Mark, "Mark, you're doing so good," and he's like, "I'm doing great." <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> picking each other up. That's wholesome. Yeah. Uh, they play "Don't Leave Me" next, which is another not massively common one.
1: That's a really good bass solo.
0: It does. Mark uh, Mark makes a point about talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've written here, it. it's an Enema classic, which is a sentence only a Blink fan can say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that classic Enema. Yeah.
0: there's a, One of my favourite Blink lines is in this song, which is, I said, don't let your future be destroyed by my past. She said, don't let my door hit your ass." Which, yeah. for those who don't know, saying your door hitting your ass is about telling you to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, after this song, that's when they go back to the Dolly
0: joke. <laughs> yeah. Mark shouts bass solo. And then after he does the bass solo, he's like, "That's so fucking good." <laughs> and another, another classic one they do is the last line in the song is, "And I'll be fine." And then Mark always says, "And you will be fine, you fucking asshole." She's <laughs> so like, "Yeah, all right, cool." Yeah, back to the Dalai Lama. Tom's like, "I want to talk about talk about the Dalai, Dalai Lama, Lama more." Song. And they're just like laughing at each other now. It's like, how long could they go? <laughs> this is <became> getting delirious. <laughs> then we move on to this. I need the second song from the self-titled album down yeah fucking great song again really I wrote, this is just so different
1: because it has such a soft like chorus yeah the down
0: down down, down.
1: but i going just say the mic wasn't really picking up mark when he was doing the down down, down. yeah it was quite quiet wasn't yeah it? my like, first come on, just up the game on him
0: yeah bring him up bring him up my first proper band did a cover of this no really and the first time we played it in front of a crowd Singer comes up to me. He's not a massive Blink fan. Um, I Don't mind him. His brother's a bigger Blink fan than he is. He's, me and his brother have both got the tattoo. And he comes up to me and goes, "Yeah, I don't hundred percent know where the the words come in and stop." And like we're on stage. Yeah. So I had to fucking sing the song, and he was following me Jesus. whilst playing guitar. I was playing guitar, and I hadn't practiced to do it. I was like, okay, fuck yeah. me, Reeve, fuck you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, Travis was just amazing on this.
0: Yeah, this song is incredible. Like, there's a slow bit, and it's like the the fade of the the music and then the drums just go mental just for a second before it all comes back in he somehow in this as well makes the stair drum make like three different sounds i know so he's obviously hitting it in the different ways with different parts of the stick and in a different area on the drum itself but fuck me like the sound is incredible
1: it's just it's just incredible (laughs) there's no other words to describe him
0: yeah another changed one here when he says i will try to fuck you if you let me that's not the line He's, the line is, I'll try to kiss you if you let me <laughs> change it again. They then play Happy Holidays, You Bastard.
1: Uh, hey, I just heard the song part five. I just it... rewrote my notes with what, 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 <laughs> love to chaos.
0: Really hits the mark, this one, as well. Yeah. All the joke songs they're going to play in full. I mean, they played Family Reunion, then they played this. Fucking great. This is where, between the songs, they say, Hey, we've overrun. We've still got three more, so fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Tom says, I'm going to stick my fingers in your tent and see
1: what I feel. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, great. So
0: this one, I think you might know, I Miss You. This is this was a
1: huge single. Again, so I only noticed because it's a one line, which is, where are you? Yeah.
0: I said, little emo Tim would have loved this one.
1: <laughs> Big emo Tim loves this one.
0: Uh, what I like is they put their I Miss You on the screen. is in the yeah. style of the Twilight Zone logo. Yeah, so
1: I yeah. I, really, I noticed really cool. that too. I was like, that's so cool.
0: This is by far, I'd say, the most emo track Blink thing. Oh, yeah. And in fact, the video... Have you seen the video? No. They're in like a gothic mansion and Mark's playing like an upright bass. Damn. Um they're wearing suits. I think Travis uh, Tom and Mark are wearing suits. Travis is wearing like braces
1: um, Yeah, Yeah.
0: Nice video. It looks really cool. Like they've got film flicker effects on it, it's a really nice video. The classic my yed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say the mic is still having issues with Mark's soft vocals in this.
0: I think the sound text did a very good job overall. Yeah. But it's not perfect. No. And it is hard to be perfect, especially when someone's got layer vocals, like yeah. I'm soft here, and I'm loud here. Exactly.
1: And um, I feel like they probably didn't get much time to sound text, sound check.
0: No, festivals, they fucking don't, man. Yeah. Just like I said, I was at Slam Dunk last weekend. And they did not sound check properly. No. Bands didn't sound like themselves till about the third song into a set. Yeah. They're still they're still fiddling with it, three songs, four songs in normally.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They all look like they're really enjoying themselves during the end. Yeah. During the end big breakdown they do. Like just, we're just having fun.
1: With just random piano at the end.
0: So that's in the song. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's probably the same dude who does the extra guitar bits it's probably got the keyboard yeah. next to him. And I would say you would say it was pre recorded, except They don't play the same thing at the same fucking speeds ever. Yeah. It just depends how fast they're going to fucking do it. If they had to for something like Piano and they needed a pre-record to fit, the person who's going to lead and make it work is going to be Travis. Yeah. Which he could do. But I don't think they fucking bother. I just think they've got a dude at the side. Yeah. Uh, Now we go on to all the small things.
1: The song that was featured in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie.
0: (laughs) Not to brag. (laughs) Not to brag. No, I know people love this song. It's massively fucking overplayed. And also, it was meant to be a joke. Really? It's it's a take-up on um, boy bands. Really? Yeah. Listen to it. It's meant to be uh, like Backstreet Boys or something like that. And the video even shows it. They're dressed up like doing famous different pop music videos. In fact, really fun fact for you. Somehow, they took the piss out of One Direction like 15 years before they were even a thing. (laughs) So, they're all in like white suits and doing stuff like that. And then they're on a beach... Like in chinos, and they're doing like the big arm movements with the song. And it's the same beach that, like, 10 years later, One Direction went to. And they literally film it from the same angle as well, so you can see the rock formation in the back. Oh my God, it's so funny. I don't know how, you know, it's like The Simpsons did it. Yeah. (laughs) Blink already did it.
1: I know it's overplayed, but I still love it. Like, I always have time for this song.
0: Well, the the fans did as well, I'll say that. The Coachella loves this one. That's it, because obviously I wasn't a Blink
1: fan so yeah. when this song comes I oh yeah I know the song I'll listen to it
0: yeah I mean that's what the, the Coachella fans were like as yeah. well they were they were there waiting for they were most of them were probably just waiting for this one. That's oh, why yeah. they save it from one till the end exactly um a couple of lyric changes here watching waiting commiserating becomes watching waiting masturbating M-mating, yeah <laughs> she left me roses by the stairs not surprises <laughs> let me know she cares yeah <laughs> hand jobs let me know she cares uh I like the graffiti that comes up on the wall at this point though yeah. like, animated graffiti nice little uh design there. so we move on to the last song damn it this is my favourite one of my favourite songs of all time
1: it's this really
0: good this, uh, see this tattoo Tim there's the stave with the music it, notes yes that is the intro to damn it wow that is the It's really cool um, originally I was this was my second option Of well I compared the two and thought which one would look better as a tattoo I had this and I had feeling this lined up in front of me on a computer looking at them I had feeling this is sheet music is boring <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't look great Whereas this is... Uh, yeah, so this is Damn It by Blink, tattooed on my arm in the musical notes. Fair. Also, if you remember at my wedding, uh, this is... The band had, like, 60-odd songs, and you could pick your top ten. I put this as number one, and they didn't fucking play it. And I complained to afterwards, like, why, give us a list? And I put a song at number one, it's yeah. on your list, yeah. and you do not play it. And in fact, we were shouting at them to play it, and they still didn't play it. I, I remember... <laughs> This song is also it's actually a pre-Travis song. Oh. Yeah. Only one they played in this set. They do still drop a couple. There's one called Carousel. They often play. There's one called Eminem. Carousel was actually one of the first ones they wrote together ever. Oh. Okay. And they still play it occasionally. Travis's version is better though. I mean, Travis's version just goes harder. Anything with Travis is better. <laughs> Hearing the crowd. So Tom, no Mark sorry, steps away from the mic. There's a line where he goes, did you hear he fucked her? Yeah. And Mark steps away for he fucked her, and the crowd just shouted. I know. And it's like, oh, actual goosebumps. I like what comes up on the screen here, which just says crappy punk vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Travis starts windmilling on the cymbal, yeah. like winding his arms so far back, then back down. They like always, always, always live do... Mark sings a different song in the middle section. Yeah. Remember what he did here? Remember what song he, did, he sung here?
1: Oh, I, I know, because they play it out at the end.
0: Yes. It was No Scrub by Ye- TLC. Yes. And so, like, the deal, 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 starts, and Mark's just like, I don't want no scrub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the tour at the minute, they started singing, uh, I'm the problem, Mark started singing, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they come with that big end, back in for the double chorus. Yeah. I guess this is growing up. And as you said, hit the last big note, Everyone, like, hitting all the big, like, like, the big drums are... Then the DJ plays, I don't want no scrub. <laughs> it's like,
1: good work, DJ. The thing is, Tom, like, immediately, like, goes away. I'm out with Travis, and I feel like it's going, Tom, come back, we need to yeah. pose. <laughs> Well,
0: so, and as Travis, uh, like I said, you saw the blonde lady at the side of the stage. Uh, yeah. As Mark walks off, he's greeted by someone who gives him a quick hug. That's yeah. his wife. Uh, that's Sky.
1: That's and Travis throws his sticks to the crowd.
0: Yeah, Mark, well, the reason Mark stays is because uh, he wants to give his picks to the crowd. Oh. Tom's already thrown them all out. Yeah. During the set, Tom, like, just goes, oh, fuck, i fucking have that yeah. one. <laughs> and it, whereas Mark's still got, like, six left. So Mark, think, oh, starts, Mark stops to give them out. Tom's already done all his. What do you think of the live set? Really fun. Yeah, right?
1: Really fun. I think... Um it's a great way to just see what blink are like because you already get a sense of humor from listen to the album, but actually just seeing them interact with each other on stage is yeah just a blast and seeing how a crowd reacts to them, mm. especially a casual crowd. Oh
0: man. It's so good, right? I would have. So I had this idea about when we do music, doing a live set instead of a thing. And when I thought about doing blink, I was originally going to get you to watch even supersonic tour from Tokyo back in 2003, or big Day Out from Sydney in 2000. But then they did this set, and this set kicked ass. I was yeah. like, then no, we're doing the new set. we got to do the new also, set.
1: Also, I feel like after everything that you told me like the history and thing, I think it's just the perfect way to go. They're yeah. still the same after all this time. They're still fucking dorks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know something else really cool about Coachella Festival? Sure thing. Frank Ocean, who was meant to headline a night, pulled yeah. out. Yes, he did. And Blink they up. called Blink. <laughs> They were like, you know what? You guys kicked so much. I was open in the festival. How about your headliner night as well? That was weekend too, right? Yeah. Has anyone ever... In fact... When we were talking about this, you started watching Weekend Two, didn't you? I was like, no, 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 not that one, not that one, Timothy. <laughs> you
1: said look up link at Coachella. That was the first one I found,
0: <laughs> and it did not specify
1: what weekend. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, Weekend Two, they closed the night as well. I think it was, it might have even been the last night. So if they had like, they they could have bookended that festival. I can't remember if it was. I think it was the one. final night. So they bookended. They yeah. opened and closed that festival. The sets were only slightly different. I think they had three different songs.
1: Fair enough. Um, I'm
0: sure the jokes were completely fucking different.
1: I mean, that's gonna be excited for Metallica because um, they're doing unique sets. So on the yes. first day and the Saturday, are they doing albums? No, just sets. So okay, yeah, they because I mean Metallica has like decades of music to go over, yeah. right? So before some Saint Anger stuff on there, you know, Metallica fans, it's the best album. <laughs> <laughs> What? Even I know that that's hated, Tim. It's it's despised, but a sick part
0: of me just wants one song from there. I um I only went to one night of this, but a band called Less Than Jake or a ska punk band, really yeah. cool band. They did I think it's was, was it the Astoria. It might be in the Astoria. They did six nights on the trot at a London venue, playing a different album each night. Oh, that's cool. I also saw Jimmy World at the Kentish Town Forum. Nice. No support act. Yeah. They played Clarity, their first album in full had a kind of forty minute break, half yeah. hour break, come back and played all of Bleed American, their most popular album in full. Nice. And because of a miscommunication, I bought tickets and my friend bought tickets for each for a different night because they did two nights in a row. We just ended up going both nights. We thought, oh we could sell one night. No, nah, fuck it. Yeah. We went both nights and it was fucking killer.
1: I remember as well, Lincoln Park, this was their final ever download. And they did hybrid theory, the entire album. <sighs>
0: That is the best I know some people are like, oh, Meteora, right. no, Hybrid Theory is the best album.
1: I actually have a soft swap for a thousand suns. You're wrong, and that's okay.
0: <laughs> I know, it's, it's so good. It's
1: so chaotic. Have Maybe you listened to much Jimmy Eat World? No. Oh, there's a future
0: episode. There's an episode! <laughs> I love Jimmy Eat World. Another band tattoo I've got. Nice. So yeah, they Blink-182. Open and close the festival, and I uh, they replaced Frank Ocean. And I presume they were asked because they kick so much ass. Yeah, uh, we are expecting a new album and more singles by the end of the year. Nice. October, I think, is the the Ooh. loose date given. I am excited. Um, before we go on to ask what I'm doing next time, I'm just going to go on Travis Barker's Wikipedia. I go on his discography, <laughs> and we're going to find out how many featuring Travis Barker <laughs> songs there are. So, Travis Barker, as well as being featured on that many Blink records, yes. everything from Ender of Estate State to the End, he also uh Plus 44 record, did all of it, did all of Boxcar Racer. He also has his own, he's done one solo album. And I say solo, because he wrote the music. And then he had a bunch of artists feature
1: on it. Rappers,
0: mostly, rappers. but also um, members of Rancid and The Transplants.
1: Corey Taylor was on it, too. Corey Taylor is Tech on one song, on yes. it. I know there's a really good song that's like Buster Rhymes, Yellow Wolf. And I think... yeah, the, it's called Good the Drummer Song, that song, which is
0: the name of the album. Yeah. And it's the one where Buster says, blink, 182 times, times, Yeah, Deasy, the Twister with Travis Madness. Yeah, it's it's so, so good. It's so good. and <laughs> uh, It's actually one of my, like, on repeats. So that is Travis's solo hip hop mostly yeah. album. Even the Rockier tracks have hip hop bits in them. Yeah. He's a huge hip hop fan. He's friends with so many hip hop artists as well. Also the drummer for a band called The Transplants. Okay. Who is himself, Tim Armstrong from Rancid, uh, and a guy called Rob someone, I can't remember his surname, who was actually I think he was just a um a tech and a roadie for their for Rancid. But he can fucking like go-hard rapping, not fast, yeah. but intense. Nice. And they've done uh, a couple of really great songs, one called DJ DJ, which my ba- old band used to cover. Oh, okay. And there's a line that we used to have to cut out depending on the venue, which uh. was fuck the motherfucking backstabbing cunts. Dan, we got bleep that one. God, I haven't even got a bleep saved save down. I need
1: to, I need to. Because <laughs> I know he, he works with Lil Wayne on the Rebirth album. I know he did MGK's pop-punk albums. He did. He did... Did he work with Youngblood?
0: Yeah, he's definitely worked with
1: Youngblood before. I don't think he's worked with Eminem.
0: He's worked with yes, he has. He done he did uh, the Grammys with Eminem. Oh, uh, only
1: live. Oh, only live. Uh, he Actually. drummed
0: for Eminem. I think it was at the Grammys. He's done a do- ton of stuff with a guy called Yellow Wolf. He did a song yeah, with, Yellow
1: Wolf's
0: great. Uh, so they've got um, oh, Psycho do- White. Oh, okay, they called. Uh, they did one EP, really good EP. Yeah. He did a song called "I Think I'm Okay." With Youngblood oh, and Machine Gun Kelly?
1: Yeah, that was on Machine Gun Kelly's album.
0: Three Years Sober with a guy called 93 Punks. Little Wayne, Rick Ross. Yeah. He did a version of Misery Business by Paramore with Machine Gun it's, Kelly. It's terrible. <laughs> no, no, okay.
1: Travis, great on it. NGK, terrible. And I can say this publicly now, because obviously learning to sing, learn to sing. So you've heard your original Misery Business, right? Uh huh. Do so you know the bit in the chorus where Haley goes Wow and yeah. she like rises with it? We're never meant to break. Yeah, but she rises with yeah, that. Yeah. MJK doesn't do that. He goes "Whoa!" He <laughs> keeps it like that flat.
0: Of Some of my friends are gonna hate me for this. I don't really like the machine gun Kelly pop punk stuff.
1: No, no <laughs> one like
0: no one likes it. I know quite a few people do. It's got a weird following. So other stuff Travis has done, he went on a little weird phase at one point of doing uh, covers but not covers, he would take the original track and yeah. just do better drums. He no. did a version of Crank That, Soldier Boy. <laughs> Way better than the original. He did a version of Umbrella by Rihanna. He did 3AM by Eminem. I want to hear that. Yeah, it's all on um, Travis's YouTube channel.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to load that up off this.
0: Yeah, he done loads. He also uh, he featured on the song called 11 Minutes with Youngblood. James Arthur, the singer-songwriter dude. British dude? Oh. Steve Oakey Machine Gun Killy, as you yeah. said. Like there's so many here that I don't even recognise half of the acts. I was kind of skipping through some. Willow Smith, done a track. Wow. With. This is the this is the list I'm looking for. Guest Appearances by Travis Barker. He's on Provider by Nerd. Rock My Shit by The Black Eyed Peas. Unwind by Pink. My Heart Is a Fist by Papa Roach. You Know Who by T. I. Three or four songs of Avril Levine. Paul Wall, the rapper, Buster Rhymes, Flowrider, Mary J. Blige, Wale, Lil Wayne, Tech Nine. He did a song called Hard Liquor for Tech Nine. Yeah, that's great. Trey Songs, Britney Spears, Scroobius Pip. I fucking love Scroobius Pip. Wiz Khalifa, Yellow Wolf, as mentioned. Cypress Hill, he did a song with. Wow. Exhibit, LL Cool J, Skylar Grey, who is the chick from.
1: I Need a Doctor. I Need a Doctor by Dr. Dre. Run the Jewels. Yep, it's a great one. Um I think it's called All Due Respect. It is all due respect. I uh, know my RTJ. Demi Lovato. <laughs> Escape the Fate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Willow. He's
1: He's on everything.
0: Fucking P. Diddy Newfound Glory. Transplants, as I mentioned. So there was a there was genuinely a joke for a while where in the pop punk community online there was always like oh so and so just released a new song brackets featuring Travis Barker even if it didn't feature him because he was just on everything love him for it to be honest like yeah, travis is the man yeah travis and he's so like quiet to be i know <laughs> all right guys <laughs> he actually played uh, a gangster in like a tv show once uh, but because he can't really act he was like just staring at people while he had like heavies walking around him so funny i can not remember what that was it was like one of those like um csi Probably. Yeah, one of those type things. Right, that's it. Blink-182. What did you think of Blink-182, Tim? Your first real full-on exposure other than a couple of tracks.
1: I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see why they're popular. I can see why they have a last legacy. I can see why Coachella had them bookend it. I I understand the hype. They're just fun. I think, I think that's it. It's just fun. Fun and...
0: If you need some like intense musicality, you've got Travis Barker. Yeah. If you want like, hooks, you've got the long and uh, Hoppus' guitar and bass, as yeah. well as their catchy vocals and lyrics and their stupidity. And yeah, if you just want to laugh along and feel like you're part of the joke, and <laughs> yeah, if you want to feel like it's two thousand again and you're going <laughs> skateboarding, <laughs> oh, just yeah, I love them. I love them <laughs> so much. My wife, before we kind of met, she used to love like punk music and emo yeah. music and she kind of grew away from it and then she always tells the story of like one car journey I kind of reintroduced her and rehooked her and now she fucking loves it herself <laughs> yeah. got her listening to California by Blink and she's all there now no. state champs <laughs> she loves it Tim, two weeks time, what am I doing? so we are going to
1: undertake a series for my episodes because oh you're looking at me in a weird way because <laughs> I'm an evil bastard because <laughs> you don't like horror do you? I don't love it. It's not my thing. But I love horror. Yeah. And there's <laughs> <laughs> one franchise I love. And there's one franchise I love more than anything in this world.
0: All right. Something I love, something you love. Come on, let's do it. Exactly. What am I doing? So, what am I watching? What are you forcing me to look at?
1: So, for my next three episodes. Next three? Yes. Because oh, I'm you a son bastard. We're going to be covering the Evil Dead franchise. Fuck me. Okay. So, <laughs> what do you know about Evil Dead? Bruce Campbell. That's it yeah (laughs) cool that's all you need to know so it has this very interesting thing where the first film is probably the most unique out of the original trilogy then we have the two later movies which are done by different directors so how we're going to tackle this is next week we're only going to be looking at the original 1981 movie okay okay then the episode after that is Bruce Campbell in it he is in it hey. we'll be looking at Evil Dead 2 which is my favorite movie of all time and Army of Darkness it's rubbish sorry god <laughs> i will unsay everything nice i said about blake <laughs> and army of darkness and then after that we'll be looking at the 2013 remake mm-hmm. and this year's Evil Dead Rise a okay. movie i've already seen four times in cinemas four times Yes. Okay, so we're doing one for the next
0: episode, then the following two episodes will be two each. Yes. Two movies. Okay. I think I can watch that much horror. Yes. Can I do it with the lights on?
1: You can. (laughs) But you're going to be so interested by the time we get to Evil Dead 2 and and Army of Darkness. Okay. First one is pure horror, but then the the second and third one, you'll be intrigued. Okay, all
0: right. I'll see you in two weeks, Tim. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) But before I see you in two weeks... (laughs) We should probably plug ourselves on the podcast. Uh, I'm Bobby Davis. You can find me on Instagram at bdavis underscore creative, where you can follow all my graphics work and my work with Purpose Wrestling, where I do all the graphics and I uh, produce the shows and I'm a commentator. You want to hear more of me, you can go on the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Purpose Wrestling. The last show I did on my own, so it's uninterrupted me. you got to love it.
1: <laughs> okay, Jerry Styles.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm not a right wing moron.
1: <laughs> Just a moron. Yes, thank you,
0: <laughs> thank you, Tim. Uh, follow Purpose Wrestling at Purpose Wrestling on all the socials except Twitter, where it's at WrestlePurpose because someone beat us to the
1: punch. Goddamn bastard! Where can we find you, Tim? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with at the Tim Martini because I have an ego the size <laughs> of Uranus. Uh, and you've can... been listening
0: to too much Blink One Eighty
1: Two. Yes, I have. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at ccsocietypod and if you want to send us an email it's ccsocietypod at gmail.com I've got one more blink fact for you because you just reminded me they released an EP
0: called uh, They Came to Conquer Uranus it's got <laughs> aliens on the cover <laughs> I uh, they re-released it on vinyl in two colours and I bought both of them
1: <laughs> and with that final fact I've been Tim Martini oh, it's going to go on
0: the Instagram I'll, you, I'll send a picture
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that final fact I've been Tim Martini
0: I'm Bobby Davies Thank thanks you for, for listening, listening.